Blog Talk Radio. Wake up, Canes Nation! Is there enough to talk about tonight, or what? The University of Miami made its first chess move yesterday when it reached what we'll call a classy mutual termination agreement with Athletic Director Blake James. The bottom line is that Miami Athletics needs to get bigger and operate better, and that probably was not going to happen under James' leadership. Blake's a good guy, and he did a lot of really good things in his eight years at Miami. The needs of the job simply became too big for him. So the search for a new AD is on with the behind-the-scenes subplot of what will happen with the football program, and specifically Manny Diaz. As you know, Miami lost another close game at FSU on Saturday. That makes the Canes 5-5 five and five on the season, 3-3 three and three in ACC games this season. Such is life in the win-some-lose-some nature in the ACC where everybody takes turns beating everybody. So to get out of this mess, somebody is going to have to create separation the way that Clemson did over the past several years before coming back to the pack this year. Obviously, for all of those concerned here tonight, that needs to be Miami. The immediate decision on Manny Diaz will be whether there remains any hope of him delivering on that. We will talk about that this evening. There are multiple scenarios. One will be an unwavering pursuit of the unquestioned top target for the future of Miami football, and that would be Oregon coach Mario Cristobal. Scenario two, Cristobal won't come to Miami right now, has things too good at Oregon, and Miami embarks on a more traditional search for a head coach that could lead to guys like Lane Kiffin or Dave Aranda or Luke Fickell, James Franklin, Pick your name of the pack of coaching candidates out there in college football. And then scenario three, which is the least likely, in my opinion, to happen, would be that a new athletic director comes in, spends his first year evaluating everything, and then a decision is made on the future of Manny Diaz. But I'm expecting things to happen more along the lines of scenarios one and two, with something happening very soon. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we welcome you once again to Canesport Live. We will be, be discussing all of those scenarios and more tonight, and it promises to be a very interesting evening. As always, this is your show. It'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. We have 100 open phone lines, plenty of room. For everybody to call in and participate and listen to the show, we once again ask the subscribers at canesport.com 
to post the topics and questions that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show, and we will address those during the course of the evening. So let's not waste any more time. Obviously, there's so much to talk about. Blake James, departure, who the next athletic director is going to be, what's it mean for Manny Diaz. I mean, there's, there's just like, it, it's just endless, the different variations in these discussions and the way they can go tonight. So let's get right to it. Let's go out to the phones, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. And we will begin tonight in the 786, where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, my friend, how are you, sir? Hey, what's up? Everything you got in first tonight, huh? Well, um, just trying to make sure I I, uh, I get on as quickly as I can. I got a very small amount of time here tonight, and just uh, looking forward to getting a chance to speak with you real quick on everything that that transpired over the last twenty four hours. Uh, I'm not even talking about the Florida State game itself. That's just like you know past history. So it's like that's like who cares anymore, right? <laughs> um. Gary, I, I think I've tried to make it very clear the last couple of weeks. I just wanted to focus on the kids. And, 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 and honestly, this is really what it's all about. Um, you know, our passion is one thing, our, our, our love, our commitment, our financial commitment, our, our commitment, uh, unwavering for, the, for I don't know how many decades now for this program is well documented by a lot of us. Um, but I, I just wanted to, just to point out that at this stage, it's, it's got to be totally has to, everything has to be addressed because that's the move that the school made. Uh, and I, and I think you can, you can appreciate that. We, we've, we've always been supportive, even when we didn't like the decision. Uh, I made it very clear to everybody way back when, when they hired him, how upset I was. And I remember you emphasizing, let's let things play out. Let's give the guy a chance. Let's give the guy an opportunity. Uh, and you've been, I think you've been, Really faithful. Come on, Manny or Blake? Manny, and Manny itself. I, I attacked Blake right away and, and, and really cut a lot of hell for it. And you made it clear to me hey, the biggest message we need to send right now is to at least give this guy a chance. And unfortunately, Gary, um, I was right. A lot of us were right. And I had made it clear to you before Mark Rick was hired that I felt Mario was the guy way back then. Wasn't polished enough, didn't have enough of a diverse background in terms of running an entire program at the major Power 5 level. You brought up a lot of great points that he was still lacking on his resume. But where we stand today... You're talking about Manny? You're you're confusing me here. You're talking about Manny was lacking? Mario. Mario was not lacking on his resume three years ago. when 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 Manny was hired... He no, was not lacking no, on his resume. Really. I mean, I I could I could understand if somebody wanted to make an argument when Mark Rick was hired that they wanted to see yeah, Mario that's, go that's the, achieve at another right. school before. You know, I I didn't right. have a major problem with that, but certainly when that was when premise. Mark Rick left, he should have gotten the call. You know, Gary, that was your premise before Mark was hired, and, and you and I really debated it for 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 endless weeks, just about. Uh, and and so. we're at, almost at nausea from my from my standpoint, but I made it clear that I thought he was the right guy at that time, and you made it clear that he 
didn't have a diverse enough resume at that point. And he no, that's not he that's had. not what I said. Let, let me let me explain to you what my thoughts were at that time. My thoughts at that time were I liked Mario for the job even back then, but I understood why okay. Miami might have decided to go the Mark Rick direction as opposed to the Mario direction at that point, because other than FIU, he had not yet gotten another head coaching job and achieved as a head coach. Well, that changed when Mark Rick retired. Right. And from that point on, when Mark was here and his, and his stint was over and he had given this institution everything he had and then some, I really made it clear that he was the best person for the job. I said, look, three years have transpired. He's gotten three years of head coaching experience, of more experience, a year as an interim head coach. This is the type of, this is the right timing to bring somebody who is an alpha. And I've always emphasized that what this community needs is someone like him, personality, that type of aura, that's the type of figurehead that he is where he is the voice in the room no matter what room he goes into. He is the guy in the state of Florida no matter what high school he goes into. He was the it guy for me. And I I still think that to this day, he's still the only guy that can get this fixed. And I'll be be, uh, attacked again, I guess, on the message board like I always am when I'm I'm this uh, intense about my, my opinion, but there is no other person that understands the area, that understands the institution, that understands what's needed to win in major college football today. He's worked with the best. He's worked for the best. And he's done a phenomenal job with endless resources out in Eugene. But, Gary, he's the guy. And it's not to say that nobody else can come in and have some success, but to have the ultimate level of success, to be back in the playoffs, to be in the playoff situation, to play in it and to win it, you need someone like him. And I, I just can't see anybody else but him being the guy to take this program forward. Talk about getting a return on your investment. The university is mentioning for the last couple of weeks, we're going to spend money, we're going to spend money, we're going to spend money. Spending money requires not just spending money for the head coach, but everything that that head coach needs and is going to demand. And that is still why I'm skeptical that any of this will ever transpire and that we won't end up with a guy like Billy Napier or, or a lesser tier person like that because we have never traditionally ever invested in this program the way it needs to be done. We hear a lot of talk. We're going to put money, major money. We'll define what major money is. Because I can tell you the operational cost at Oregon is over $50 million a year. They're third in the country. Operational cost. That's salary. That's resources. Okay, let me ask you a question. What do you think it is at Miami? The whole thing. I, I only think it's twenty million. No, what do you think it is at Miami? I don't even think it's twenty. What, okay. what can Miami provide? No, no, no. Wait. A, time out. Time out. Time out. You just said that you think the operational costs at Oregon are. What did you say? Everything. Oh, no. What do you think million. the costs are? That's what I'm saying. That's what the costs are. How much? What what number? I just said fifty million. Five zero. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you're. I don't know where you're coming up with that. The entire athletic budget at Miami is about one hundred and ten million. 
from okay, Reed, I'm from not Reed sure how I'm not sure how much of that football eats up. Um, a, a big chunk because so, it's what pays all the bills, Gary. No, no, but here's what I'm saying. You so, uh, <laughs> all right. Listen, we got to get this focused here because this is taking way too long to get to the bottom of what you're trying to say. Um, how much more money do you think Oregon spends on football than Miami? At least twenty-five million. Twenty. That's insane. There, there is no chance. Okay, no chance. Um, and and you're just picking out numbers. You don't you don't know. There's no chance. I'll, I'll tell you. I've done. I have done some research on this. I don't have exact numbers, but here's what I think. I think that Miami is probably going to have to come up with five to ten million dollars more a year, depending on how much they end up having to pay Mario, and and the cost of Mario is going to keep going up. Everybody wants him. He's number one on almost every every list out there. Um, but you know they already pay coaches fairly well. They're going to have to go higher, but it's not as enormous as people think. And they're going to have to uh, grow the football program. There's going to be more employees in the football program. The budgets for recruiting are going to go up. The you know the travel costs and things like it's that. Gonna, are it's going to at least double, right? Got to double, right? At least double. Uh, probably the, the recruiting budget. Yeah, the recruiting budget probably staff does. No, the staff won't double. No, they don't need to double it. Miami pays pretty well. Right. You you can you can only have yeah, ten number. coaches. No, no, listen. No, 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 not, you, no, no. Here's the thing: staff. You're talking about the support the staff now. The, I'm talking about the entire the entire program. That's your strength and condition. That's your nutrition. That's your sports psychologist. And it goes on and on and on. Yeah, I don't know that it. I don't know that it'll double. I don't know if it'll double or not. Um, I haven't, you know, done the math on the numbers, say at at some of these places and what the numbers are at Miami in terms of support staff. But it will go up significantly. I will. I would totally agree with you on that. So, like, there are things that are going to go. There's things that are going to go up. You know, the costs are going to go up. I'm figuring it's about five to ten million dollars. Okay, that is not an insert salary. No, no, I'm talking about total. I'm talking about total. The ten coaches. You're, no, I don't think so because the ten coaches. You're not, you're not talking about a ridiculous amount of money. Miami does not pay coaches for that. Poorly. But there's more. Okay, there's more. But there's more, Gary. There's more. There's summer school. There's housing. There's food. There's all, yeah, they're already, they're already doing all that. Everything. They're already you're, everything. They're already doing all that. They've already had a roster of 85 kids go on the summer school and living in the summer in, in the apartments and dorms and all that. That's all already in place. Okay, I'm talking about additional expenses. I'm expecting it to be in the ballpark of 5 to $10 million. Now, for an athletic department that already has a budget of $110 million, you're talking about less than a 10% budget increase. That is not and should not be insurmountable, and I don't think it is. And I think you're going to see Miami step up and find the money and, and, and allocate it for athletics. And, and I don't think anybody is looking to throw money away in the garbage can, but I do think that they will do what they need to do, and you're going to see them make the moves that everybody wants to see them make. That's my opinion right now as we sit here tonight. You still there? I think we lost them. All right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let me 
comment about this for one second. All I'm seeing on the message boards and everywhere else, everybody wants to be an accountant for the University of Miami. Everybody's talking about how much money everything's going to cost and and how nobody's going to want to do this and nobody's going to want to do that. And um, I'm seeing a lot of different statements that are being made about the cost that the University of Miami will incur if if they uh, pursue somebody like Mario Cristobal. And I don't think anybody really has a firm grasp on it. I think people are just, you know, guessing, making up numbers and are trying to be concerned about how much money Miami is going to have to spend. Um, I think they have it under control. Seriously, I think they have it under control. And I'm, I, I, I've been saying this for several days. I absolutely love everything I'm seeing and hearing. Um, I think Rudy Fernandez in the president's office is doing an impeccable job of managing all of this. And uh, I feel very comfortable where all this is going. I really do. And I think it's going to end in a happy place for Miami. I think everyone just has to have patience. Like I've been saying, you saw step A was getting organized. Step B was dismissing Blake. Step C is going to be finding a new athletic director. And then step D will be making the decision on the head coaching situation. I am expecting Manny Diaz to be let go and for Miami to pursue a new coach. I'm expecting Mario Cristobal to be the number one target of that search. Um, and, you know, I, I think everything's, everything's in good shape, like I'm saying. And I, and I think there's an over-exaggerated degree of concern among some people about the cost of it all. I don't think the cost is so crazy that they're not going to be able to handle it. Yes, there's going to be a one-time cost on a buyout for somebody like Mario. Uh, my guess is it'll end up in the in the six more in the six million range as opposed to the nine million range. I, I don't I think you know those things can be negotiated. Um, Mario's going to come to Miami. There's no point in waiting till January to do it. I think it's in Oregon's best interest to do it sooner, and obviously it's in Miami's best interest. I think they can come to some type of agreement and move on from that issue. Uh, but there will be a one-time cost of doing business on 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 the buyout of the new coach. Uh, there'll be a similar one-time one cost on um, Manny Diaz's buyout. So you might be looking at a one-time cost of $10 million. That, That's fine. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ongoing budgets year to year to year. Um, I think you're looking at probably about a 5 to $10 million budget increase in the football operations budget. And I think that that's very manageable if you're talking about going from $110 million to 115 or 120 million, um, you got to assume that in that 110 million, there's some fat that you might be able to trim, um, and then I think you add some dollars, and you're right where you need to be. It's not and nothing that's insurmountable. I don't think it's anything they won't be able to raise either from their booster base. I think, but people will happily uh, donate extra money uh, towards the effort of Miami football getting better. Let's go out to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How are you this evening? Hey, what's up, Adam? How are you doing tonight? Good. A couple things. I know you've mentioned Alonzo Highsmith a lot about coming back to Miami. In that same vein with somebody with experience in the NFL, do you think there's a way Miami could get Dan Morgan back? Because I know right now he's the assistant GM with Carolina. And I don't think so. Do... I think Dan's doing Dan's doing really well in the NFL. He's actually doing better right now, I think, than Alonzo. And um, 
in, 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 you know, at this point in time with the team that he's with. Um, I don't think Dan Morgan's looking to be the athletic director at Miami. I don't think he has, you know, any – he doesn't have the foundation for that. Um, so, no, I, I, I think that – I think we got to get away from this. Oh, uh, the entire athletic program has to be full of um, – graduates and stuff. No, uh, I was just thinking somebody who has eyes and ears who knows how to build Miami up because he was a freshman when Miami was five and six. So somebody that really has experience with football programs, not as an AD, but something on the administrative side, similar to what Ed Reed's doing now on the football side. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I I don't know that I, that I see that happening. I, I, I've heard no uh, indication whatsoever that Dan Morgan's even interested in coming in and being a college athletic administrator. I think he's enjoying oh, okay. being a, I think he's enjoying what he's doing in the National Football League. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple other things. One, um, obviously I've heard, and this was reported by Barry Jackson, that the hope is to get the AD search done within a month, about two to four weeks, um, oh, and have one in place. Again, okay. um, this, but um, would there be any concern with if Pat Chun's the person with the pending litigation out in Pullman regarding the Rolovich situation? No idea. Because I, I do know. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not. You know, I, Pat Chun was on my list today when I, when I said yeah. who I thought might be five candidates for the job. He's he's a young athletic director who gets put on pretty much every yeah. list. Um, do I think? Oh, okay. he'll, you know, I don't know that he'll end up here or not, um, but. Uh, in terms of your timeline, yes, I, th- I think I think if, if everything works out, I think the University of Miami, but by the end of November, would love to have an athletic director, uh, and then okay. move on to the, and then move on to football very quickly. Okay, so you don't see a situation like with what Trev Alberts did with uh, Scott Frost at Nebraska, giving Nanny the one more year because of how bad recruiting is and how bad the season's gone. I think that's one of three scenarios that could happen. I think it's the least likely of three. Oh, okay. And um, with uh, like with everything going on, do you see this team? How do you see this team's mindset going into Virginia Tech, which incidentally just fired their coach today, or parted ways, or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, I'm guessing it's not great, um, Adam. I'm guessing it's not great. I mean, think about it. They're five and five. They just lost to Florida State. Um, they're trying to squeeze out mere bowl eligibility. Their coach is probably getting fired. You have coaches who know the coach is probably getting fired, who are probably starting to look for jobs on their own. Um, there's a lot of distraction. The athletic director just got fired. Uh, you know, I mean, this is not a formula for being ready for a football game now. Virginia Tech's going through the same thing, right? Their coach just got fired. Yeah. So, so you got two teams that are going to be playing a football game Saturday that probably aren't going to have their hearts being in, in being out there. Well, I mean, let's be honest. And Miami in the past has not performed well in these situations. But being at home should help. You know, having the families in the stands should help. Um, I think they've got decent senior leaders and guys like Zach McLeod and Mike Harley, um, you know, guys like who probably are playing their last game as Hurricanes, like a Tyreek Stevenson. You know, I, I think that they should be able 
uh, when you factor in all the young guys that are playing and, and, and the, the way the offense has, has been doing lately and all that, Miami should be able to manage to somehow win the game. But okay. I don't think either team's going to really want to be out there Saturday night. That's my opinion. Okay. And a couple other things. One, I know we're beating the Mario drum, and rightfully so. Is there still any lingering resentment um, for what happened after he was hired at Miami and then left, like, after a couple weeks to go to Alabama? No, I think the guy that had that because resentment I, is gone. I think the guy that had that resentment is gone. Okay. I, I think that okay. person is now is, is gone and out of the picture now. Um, anybody that has any resentment about Mario Cristobal leaving a failing Al Golden staff that I'm sure it didn't take the, the month that he was in the building to figure out that that was a staff that was going to probably fail, to go work for the best coach in college football history, uh, to go work for the, one of the most successful programs in college football history – to where he can go round out his personal education as a football coach and emerge with a blueprint and game plan that has him positioned now from age 50 to age 60, 65, 70 to be the next generation of a Nick Saban or somebody like that. I mean, you're telling me that someone's going to have a grudge that he went and did that? Anybody has a grudge that he went and did that, Adam, is an absolute fool. Come on. I mean, it's no, I, I, I'm just asking. I had heard that there was some resentment. I was just curious. I wouldn't let, either. Let, but... let, let whoever has resentment have, have resentment. Just tell them to make sure they stay out of the way. Because okay. there is no question that hiring Mario Cristobal is the best move that the University of Miami can make right now. And okay. anybody that wants to get in the way of that should just you know step aside. Okay. And if not... I know you've mentioned a lot of names, but if Miami goes forward with what we hope and, and fires Manny and Mario's like, you know what, it's not the right time. Do you see Miami uh, going after like an established mid-major coach like a Jamie Chadwell, or what are they going to do? Adam, I hope not. I mean, I hope not. I mean, they can't afford okay. to do this anymore. This is not this is not a lab experiment. This is not the chemistry department on campus. Um, okay. Miami has to, Miami has to go get uh, a proven commodity, a tr- what I call a trained assassin, somebody that is that is going to be able to stare down these top teams in college football and say we are about to become among the and 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 knows how to get there and. Uh, there aren't many of those guys out there, Adam. I mean, Mario's one. Uh, a lot of people are in love with the Lane Kiffin concept. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think they would have to do a lot of homework there and see if you know he really has made a transition in his personal life and things like that. Okay. Some of the things that may have derailed him at some of his stops. If 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 they had to proceed on beyond Mario, I do think a guy like that would get a look and probably has the the background necessary to, to take on this job, but there aren't many out there. I mean, I don't think James Franklin is coming. Um, You know, you're talking about a guy like Dave Aranda at Baylor who has what, one and a half years head coaching experience. I mean, um, I don't think they would go there. I mean, a guy that was just run out of LSU a couple of years after he won a national title. What does that tell you? I mean, okay. I wouldn't go. Okay. I wouldn't go there. I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. There aren't a lot of guys that would be that would make sense in this pool of candidates for the University of Miami. Uh, I think 
that what makes sense is to be all in on getting Mario and doing whatever you got to do to get Mario. Period. Okay. That's what, that's, and, if I'm and, if I'm calling the shots, that's what I'm doing, Adam. Okay. And last point um, along those lines, and then I'll let you get to some other people. You don't see Miami going after like a coach who's been there, done that, like a Bob Stoops or Chris Peterson, do you? Uh, I do not. I do not. Is it because they're retired and you would, might have another Mark Rick situation on your hands? Yeah, I don't think. I, yeah, they, they would. I don't think they, they would want to go that old. Okay, I don't that know that work. Chris Peterson that, that, that old, that but I get that your didn't work. point. That didn't work so great with Mark Rick. Okay, but I get your point. Okay, yeah. thanks for taking my call, Gary. All right, Adam. Thanks for being part of the show. Uh, let me take a second here and uh, and go back to. Uh, you go back to everything 305 was back on the line he got cut off of, of his call uh everything you there yeah hey gary sorry about that it's, yeah no uh, problem i'll let you finish so, the, so go ahead what else did you have power but they i i just uh in talking about the increase in budget that was one thing but the next thing i wanted to bring out is based on the time frame they want to be specific, and they want to get this done in a short amount of time, but they want to make sure they don't make a mistake. What is, doesn't this type of verbiage lead you to believe that the shortlist was created quite some time ago for Blake's replacement, and the main two targets are already pretty much identified? That's a tough question. Um, you know, they've been at this for about a month, maybe five weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that most of that time has been spent getting organized, uh, figuring out the financial okay. side of things. Um, I'm sure that they made some initial contact with some agents and things like that and got some parameters and, and, and went to work in that regard. And I think this week was the time to start getting serious about hiring an athletic director. And if you're going to go start talking to people, you can't do it and and rightfully have Blake sitting in the office. So I think that's why Monday morning that move was made and Blake was told, listen, you're not going to be retained. And now they've uh, shifted gears very in- intensely towards hiring mm-hmm. an athletic director. And I think what that'll mean is I think they'll consult with different people. I think um, some of the names I threw out today, I think will be interested in the job and those people will be looked at. Um, I'm talking about um, a guy like Dan Radakovich. I think if the offer was right, would yep. be a guy that, that they might be able to look at. Um, uh, I don't know about the guy out at Oregon. Um, I threw that out there because I thought it would just make so much sense if you could lure both of them. But, um, you know, I, I know that Alonzo Highsmith is interested in the job. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Jim Frivola, who's an executive with the uh, Vegas Knights, who – um, served yep. under two two athletic directors at Miami as the deputy, who uh, yep. has college uh, athletics experience, has pro experience, has uh, global sales experience for, in the time that he worked for a USC. Um, I think he'd be a great candidate if you're looking for you know somebody a little different. And I think you could take a guy like that and you could pair him with an Alonzo Highsmith, and that there would be some traction to that possibly, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of things. I think it'll happen fast. I don't think this has to go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm sure they would like to get something done by the end of the month. And um, that's what I'm expecting. We'll see what happens. 
How and Tom Jurich. Tom Jurich also. Hey, um, Tom Jurich. I didn't mention. Is also a name to keep you know keep an eye on. Tom, no, Tom Jurich. How far fetched is this? How far fetched is this concept of potentially having a former Heisman winner, Heisman Trophy winner, former you know great player, but also a very successful businessman, also someone who's maximized his potential in the business world and creating his own media company? How about someone like Gino, who basically has has never really since basically relocating back to South Florida and raising his family, doing everything here. He's pretty much been as visible as you can be uh, for the last 15, 16 years. How about someone like that who has the business I, acumen, who who meets all the other criteria in terms of legitimacy? How about someone like that being considered? Do you think that's far-fetched, Gary? I love Gino. Um, I think Alonzo would have a better chance to get the job than Gino if they decide to go in that direction. And what about them working together? Uh, possibly. That combination would be, that combination, the dynamics have always been uh, interesting to observe. You know, know, possibly. Uh, It's like, but uh, but again, I think you, I think, I think you, I think you got to be careful about thinking the entire athletic department Mm. has to be former players. Right. You know, now we're talking about, we're talking about an athletic director an athletic director's assistant, the head football coach, um, you know, then you're going to still want guys like Ed Reed involved and things like that. Like, like you're talking about a lot of former players that you want in the athletic department. I think you need some outside uh, thinking too. Yeah, someone that has more of a well-rounded experience and a, and, a, and a resume that has, you know, basically been able to work within all those other non, um, the non-major sports and all the, the smaller revenue-producing sports. And someone that's yeah. got basketball experience, because let's face it, Gary, we are in the ACC, and we've had a lot of success with our basketball program over the over the last couple of years. And and you got to give credit to Blake on that, because he was able to make some good decisions with regards to basketball. But I, I think it's got to be someone that that comes with a wealth of well-rounded experience as well, in a practical setting, but someone that really ultimately understands the beast, and the beast is football, because it's what drives the bus. And if we yeah. can get someone with all those dynamics together, if, I think, if, if I think I'm calling the, the shots, potential here is limitless. If I'm calling the shots, I'm going after Dan Radakovich, and then I'm bringing Alonzo to work on your favorite. He's your huh? favorite. He's been, I think he's been your, your favorite the whole time, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a, he's a an absolute killer of an athletic director, man. I mean, you're talking about a guy that went to Clemson. They've thought they've won. I think uh, I think two two national championships while he's been there. Um, he yep. has raised $200 million to build facilities, some of the best facilities in the country. And the thing that should be as appealing, it could be as appealing as anything to a school like Miami, they have a GPA in their athletic program of over 3.5, and I think they hit 3.6 last year. Do you understand how ridiculous that is? An entire athletic yeah. program, oh, it's, all it's the absolutely, athletes. It's unheard of. It's unheard of, that's, that's and, and that means that this at, guy. Division three level. It's absurd. It's absurd, and and yeah. I think that that shows that this guy knows how to build an academic support program too. So he checks uh, just like Mario checks every box as a football coach. To me, to my eye, Dan Radakovich checks every box um, on an athletic director side, and 
you know, I've known of him and known him, you know, for 40 years. So like, you know, that's, you know, that, that, that might influence my opinion just because of familiarity. Uh, you know, I knew him when he was, you know, 21, 22 years old, you know, but, but he has had a spectacular career. He's had a great career and he's, he's risen to be one of the top athletic directors in the country. I think he would be a great hire for Miami. The last person I want to mention today, that's it, Gary. I'll leave you. I'll let you be. I know he's a little long in the tooth. He's got some, some mileage on him, but he is originally from South Florida, and everybody does like to retire back back in this area anyway. What about uh, Mr. Castiglione from uh, Oklahoma? What do you think of the opportunity or the, the chances yeah. of, of that being something that's got any life to it? Think I, I, I have not. No, I don't think so. I haven't heard anything along those lines. The guys if, I if mentioned, I know. Him, I, I the guys I mentioned just now in the last few minutes, uh, I feel are legitimate potential candidates. Awesome, awesome, Gary. Really appreciate All right, your everything. time. And uh, have a great we night, one, man. We got we got one last home game. Let's come out and support these kids on Saturday, Gary. The night game. All right, everything. Let's support the kids, huh? Let's, let's get you out got there. it, man. Well. I'll be there. I'll be there. Be Sounds well. like you'll be there. So we'll we'll see what happens. All right, man. Thank yes, you for sir. being part of the show. Five six three nine 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 three five five zero five six three nine 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 three five five zero. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the seven seven zero. You are live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? You guys um, are killing me with this. The Steve, oh, Steve. and I left. Yay! What's up, Steve? How you doing, back, man? I just got back home Sunday from uh, Miami. I was down there from Friday, about nine days. Oh yeah? Did you have a good time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stayed over there um, on the beach for a little while up the street from Duffy's on the beach. That's why I watched the game at the week before. I watched. You never went. The game you, you, never met, you never. You never did go to the game, did you? No, I, I watched it down at the Homestead Motor Speedway. Okay. They have this tailgated thing down there that look. It's a young commissioner down there where he allows those guys to go have a big tailgate for Florida State Miami at that Motor Speedway with tents, grilled all day. You can go inside the AC. It's nice. It is real nice. But anyway, let's talk some AD. Who are these guys you're talking about? Are they from Miami? I know the last one you said you say you like a lot. I know he's been at Miami. Radakovich, yeah, he's from Miami. He went to graduate school at Miami in the School of Business. All right, and who was this other guy at USC you mentioned and the guy at Oregon? Where are they from? The guy, um, I, I didn't mention anybody at USC. Um, All right, well, Oregon. Um, the guy at Oregon was at Miami early in his career. Um, I'm talking about Rob Mullins. He was at Miami early in his career. Um, I forget what job he had in the Miami Athletic Department, but he is familiar yeah. with Miami, obviously. The guy at Oklahoma, Ve- I think. Somebody no, Vegas. Like Vegas. The Vegas Knights. Vegas, uh, yeah. Jim, Jim Frivola. Um, Who was that very, guy? Where are you from? Very, he's a very experienced guy. He's got uh, college athletics experience. He was the number two guy in the Miami department under two different athletic directors. Uh, he's been in under the NFL one? for many years. Huh? Paul D. and Kirby Hook. Paul D. and Kirby Hook. And he um, – Oh, he was he under also, those two clowns, Kirby yeah. Hook, Cut. 
one that's ain't that's one we who did Kirby Hope call hire? No, I, mean, hire, I, I don't um, think you can call Paul Dean Kirby. Did, yes, did, did Kirby Hope call hire Al? Yeah, that's a clown. He yes, a clown. I didn't yeah. like that hire. But anyway, no, he's still an athletic director. He's still doing well. Well, it depends on what he. Here's the thing. I don't know what these guys. It's situations, right? That they're in. You know, are their heart in it? You know, are they just there for the money and just just cleaning Miami, sucking Miami dry? My mm-hmm. thing is, I hear all these names thrown out about these guys got ties to Miami and this, that, and the third. But who has more ties to Miami than Alonzo Hightsmith? Went to Columbus High School. You know him just as long as you've known any of the other guys. You've been around the program 40 years. He was there in 83. He was there for the first national title. So why is he getting the most support? He got just, I don't know, you know, how hard is it for him to fundraise along with another championship guy? And why can't them guys come in under him? You know what I'm under saying? Al- I think under Alonzo? Yeah, well, I think that I think I think I think he could. Saying. I think Alonzo could put together a good team underneath him. No, you know, I, I don't I, have any. You know, my thing is, I think Alonzo should get more support for what he has. He started, helped started it all with Howard Snellenberger, him, Melvin Bratton, um, Rodney Bellinger, um, Winston Moss, all them guys who was on that '83 team. They started this, and he's been around the program trying to get back in, but they wouldn't let him back in. You get what I'm saying? It ain't like those guys left. They didn't want those guys around because they wanted to deal with all those outsiders, all those clowns who've been turning the program into the bad news bears. It ain't nothing but outsiders been doing that. Steve, here's what so I can why tell you. Alonzo back to this outside stuff. Um, Alonzo has incredible support. Incredible support amongst the board of trustees, the university. Uh does that mean that they're going to go that far gonna outside the it? box and, g- and give him the athletic director job? I don't know that it's yet. It's not outside the box. It's not outside it the is. box. Why are you saying it's, it's it? It is outside, outside the box when you hire somebody that hasn't been. What's the caller was uh, outside the box? Who? That, that last hire I consider outside the box. He was a Blake James? Yeah. No, but at least he, he had been in college – uh, athletic department administration. He had been an athletic director at Maine. I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think he had the proper resume to become the athletic director at Miami. But Alonzo has none of that, Steve. He has none of that. Gary, hold on. But what, did, what, what, what has Alonzo been doing for the last 20 years? He's been working mostly as a personnel what, what, department executive okay. in the NFL. Okay. You don't think he knows anything about any fundraising or how to fund? Steve, you don't think he knows how to am, you're, you Steve, think, you're, talking to, you're talking to a massive Alonzo Highsmith fan here, okay? You don't have to what? sell Alonzo Highsmith to me. I've known him no, since he was 18. Yeah, I've known the kid since, 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 since he was 18 years old, and he is as yeah, – he is as great a leader, Steve, as I've, uh, you know, I mean, you put Alonzo Highsmith in that building working in tandem with Mario, and you got two killers that are running football. Um, I don't know that they're going to make him athletic director. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, he I'm wants fine. the job. I know he wants the job. He would love to get the job. Point, I think he could find quality guys to work under him, but I don't know that the U.M. administration is going to make him athletic director. We'll see. That's fine, but that's they, that'll be their loss, you know, which they're always good at losing. Well, it depends. Like, it depends what the they're weighing him against, Steve. 
No, no, no. It ain't nobody that can weigh that's going to be better than him at that job, probably. They might be better fundraiser, but what are they going to do with the money? But a guy who's heart and who's soul, who knows Miami, who's been there, who could probably work yeah. great with the new – if they get Morio, it ain't nobody out there going to be better than Alonzo. Nobody. Nobody. Who knows that city, grew up in that city, probably knows the coaches, you know, can get around. He ain't got to do that because he's the athletic director. But him and Mario or whoever they bring in, don't matter if it's Mario or not, you know, if Mario wants to come, I think he probably will come. That would be great. But my pick would be if Mario don't come, I would try to take Bill O'Brien. But yeah. I'm at the point to I'm at the at the point where I really don't trust no outsiders coming into that program anymore. I don't see what they do. You know, I don't know who if they're working for the UM or they're working for the SEC or the Big Ten or the NCAA. The way we the way we get treated with the officials and the and, and, and the the coaching hires. I don't know what's going on. So I really don't trust nobody. I don't think you know. The UM, the people in charge, they're going to do what they do. You know, I, I don't think they're that bright when it comes to business. You know, they haven't showed it, but we, we're going to see. But they made a step in the right direction because I've been preaching. Blake James has been the enemy of the state for the longest, and, and he's out, you know, for for what all Mark Rick did while he was there. They want to give him credit because he could have did that without Mark Rick. If he was such a great athletic director and a great fundraiser, he wasn't watching the tide change with all the other schools and they, they putting money into their program. That's what I'm saying. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. What was he looking at? Why did it take Mark Rick to come and say we need an indoor practice facility? I don't think it took Mark Rick to come to say we need an indoor practice facility. I think it took Mark Rick to come in and inspire the Sofer family to put up the first $14 million. But if Blake was such a, 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 a money go getter, why? But he was. But he wasn't. But he wasn't. They didn't you know. donate the money because of Blake. They donated it because of Mark that. Richt. Yeah. I know that. I knew that for a jump. I knew Blake yeah. didn't have nothing to do with anything, but getting our butt kicked and hiring bad coaches. You know, I'm just saying what I was hearing on the radio. Uh, I, um, our boy was on because I listened to five sixty online. Um, uh, in seven ninety, what's the guy the the office alignment? Um, he was real fired up about you know he been making some comments. I can't think of his name. Brett Romberg, but anyway, no the Spanish goes up. I can't call his name, but he's been around making a lot of noise. No, no, Gonzalez. He was oh Joaquin, 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 yeah, Joaquin. He was on the radio today. And he was talking about how Blake don't be on Blake. And I'm like, dude, you was just ripping everybody. But he was like, Blake did a lot of good, and he did this and did that. He helped this. And I'm like, man, Mark Rick inspired all of that stuff. And they shouldn't have took Mark Rick to come and do that. If he was so great, if he was watching the changes, you know, and being a copycat and doing what everybody else doing to try to keep up, we wouldn't have fell this far behind. You know, so anyway, I'm going to let the rest of the people go. Um, I'm very excited. I hope Miami make the right decisions, and we'll see how it go. All right, Steve, thank you for being part of the show, man. 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one 
on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Alonzo Highsmith is AD. You know, I mean, we've always been thinking of Alonzo Highsmith as a general manager of football, something that Blake and Manny could have done two years ago, and maybe they wouldn't be in the situation they're in today. Maybe he would have helped them make this program better. So now do you consider him for AD? It's an interesting thought. I love Alonzo. Um, I, I, I think that he would be able to assemble a, a, a good team underneath him of, you know, deputies that would help him with the things that maybe he's not as experienced in and that he would be a very good community representative for UM Athletics. I think he would be able to raise some money. I think he would be very supportive of the football coach and things like that. Uh, it'll be interesting. They got some tough decisions to make over at the U, uh, just about the direction they're going to go, and uh, a pretty short time frame to make them in. Let's go now to the 917. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Garrett. What's up, BK Hurricane? What's up, BK? How are you doing this evening? What's going on? Uh, real quick, uh, just how, you know, you feel that, okay, UM has to do a full court press on Mario, and there's really, you know, they have to extinguish every possible option before they could even consider moving on to the next option. Do you feel that that would be the same path they need to go with with an AD as well? Cause if you no, because I don't, Mario, I, don't think, I don't think there's a clear-cut guy for AD like there is in my mind with Mario as football coach. I mean, to me, there's Mario, and there's not even anybody else close. To, when it, not because he's the greatest football coach in America or anything, because of what the needs of this program are and what he brings to the fit. table. It's like putting a glove on, man. I mean, he is a perfect fit for what they need here yeah. and what his strengths are. Right. So, so, so I basically said that to say this. If you want to go with Alonzo – you know, Highsmith to some capacity. Let's just say you're you're the you're the AD at Clemson and you take this job. Why would he even want Alonzo in the building? I mean, he's because he's established. He's he 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 doesn't have to feel threatened but by so Alonzo in the building. In fact, what I would but propose so here's what I would propose, Steve. I would propose that he could groom Alonzo to replace him. Yeah, but then, but then Alonzo he would have teach to be Alonzo the business. AD. Alonzo would have to be an assistant AD. He wouldn't turn over that much football operations power to over to Alonzo when he's no, but, doing such an amazing job at, at Clemson right now. So he thinks he's an authority. So why would he want Alonzo? Why would any established AD want Alonzo unless you plan on making Alonzo or Gino the AD? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, Dan, Dan Radakovich is 63. So maybe he works another five years. So he could work with Alonzo beside him for five years. He could groom Alonzo to be the AD at Miami after he retires. But would Alonzo want that? I don't know. I haven't asked him. I, don't, I think Alonzo, I think, I think Alonzo I, I, right now probably wants to be the athletic director. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's either Alonzo or Bus. Just like it's Manny or Bus, it would have to be Alonzo or Bus. Because if you bring in any reputable uh, 
well-established AD, he's thinking, well, I don't need Alonzo. I've been doing this at Clemson. I've been, let's just say, I've been doing this at Clemson. I've been doing this at Alabama. I've been doing this at Ohio State for God knows how long. Why do I need Alonzo Smith to help me to do a job that I'm already pretty good at? Because nobody can do everything themselves, BK, and, and nor, nor would they want to try. You're only, a, a top executive is only as good as the people working under them. Right, I get that part, but will Alonzo be willing to take a lesser role? So I, 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 I don't know. I mean, right now he's just the personnel guy in the Seattle Seahawks organization. Like, if you right. if you're gonna if uh, you don't think becoming the number two uh, executive in Miami football would be a, 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 a forward movement in his career or step up and pay him more money than what he's oh, doing right I'm now. I'm not sure how the levels work. I mean, I mean, if it's a bump up, then yeah, but I wasn't sure how the how the but, scale works. But but to answer your you question, know? I'm sure right now he's thinking he wants to be athletic director. Right. And I'm thinking that, you know, I'm going with everything. I'm thinking that they already kind of have an idea of who they want as AD. Because um Yeah, if if uh, they yeah, I think you mentioned it. I think you mentioned it. Wasn't uh, Blake James on the job market for like the last month now? He's kind of like been, you know, like looking around, asking around. So maybe UM, the big shots at UM were doing the same thing. I would say the last Back few channel. weeks. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sure they have. Right. And now, it's, and now it's time to get serious, so they had to let Blake go. Right. They weren't gonna think... start in, they're not going to start interviewing people while Blake was in, in the job. Right. I think the best chance of them getting Mario is if they bring in Alonzo. Maybe. Then it would be, you know, I mean, just based on their friendship and how they've known each other throughout the years, they respect each other. Yeah, maybe. I think if you have Alonzo in place, it may be a little easier. I'm not saying it's a guaranteed slam dunk, but I'm just saying it may be a little easier. Another positive that'll make Mario say, okay, not only are they giving me the money, they're giving me mm-hmm. somebody I could actually work with, somebody that's, you know, somebody that's there in is line no with, doubt you know, with me. That, that there is no doubt that that would probably be part of any conversations. So, 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 so hey, listen, just like if you're going all out Manny, you got to go all out Alonzo. You, mm-hmm. you got to go all out Alonzo. But... But let's just say for argument's sake, I'm just you the mean last Mario. Um, statement. I, I don't think you're comparing yeah. apples to apples. And, I, and I'm a huge well, Alonzo guy. I'm a huge, huge Alonzo guy. I don't think well, that you're comparing, comparing apples to apples. Well, well Alonzo, has no, he, Alonzo has no college athletic experience. Zero. But what, okay? Well, so, yeah. No, he has zero. So you can't right, compare – you can't compare going all out for Mario with going all out for Alonzo because he doesn't have any experience of any sort doing that type of job. You would be taking a leap of faith and you would be going deep, deep, deep outside the box. Now, I'm not saying there would be anything wrong with that if you're surrounding him with the right people. Uh, but uh, they're, they're, you're not comparing apples to apples in, in that situation okay. and try, trying to make that analogy. All right. Well, in the Mario case, right, how we have to go full board press on on Mario, and he's the clear cut one through five, like so to say, like he's a must get. He's a my eyes. for whatever. Be right, you know, and and I feel that most people agree with you, but let's just say for argument's sake, okay, 
Mario, you know, makes a decision. He talks to his family. They decide, listen, we're going to stay in Oregon. Mario's in Oregon. So, mm-hmm. so, so I feel that there are a lot, that there are a few good coaching candidates out there. They may not be the fit that Mario is, you know, to UM. And like you said, he would be a slam dunk hire for us. But I think that that there needs to be, you know, a list. And I don't think Kiffin is on that list. I don't think he, you know, I think it's just too much, you know. So, so I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Who would possibly be on that list if you eliminate Kiffin? The guys that would be on the list would be like a Dave, Dave Aranda, Dave Aranda, Billy Napier. That would be a terrible hire. Dude, I think you're talking like you, you, you're preaching to the choir here. You ask me who might be on a list if it's not Mario. Oh I'm telling you. God. Yeah, yeah, no. Do you think like, they'll go into the NFL at all? Like they might. They get might into the NFL. Right? They might if it's they might if it's not Mario. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do if it's not Mario because um, I don't like I don't like any of the options and I don't even want to think about it because I'm so tired of seeing <laughs> Miami football be a lab experiment. You know, I mean, you know, I want to see them get a freaking trained assassin in that office, a guy that can get the job done and go to work. And it doesn't mean they're going to compete for the national title next year or maybe even the year after. But at least you will know that there's somebody in that office who is working 365, 24 hours a day. uh, I'll say 24-7-365 towards that goal and has the capability of getting there. Yeah. Mario might give us the best chance to the college playoff sure. and a national championship, so to mm-hmm. say, and the win out recruiting think. every year. Right. But if we can't land a Mario, right, then we have to look at it. Okay. What coach is going to get us? Okay. You know, we may not be that title contention because like you said, there's only about maybe three or four of those killers out there in, in the coaching range. Yeah. I mean, would so you now consider James decide, Franklin one of those killers? I don't. Absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. Right, and he's going to be one of the decide. hottest. He's going to be the hot guy, BK. That you're going to have USC in Florida. You're going to have USC in Florida, and maybe even LSU fighting like gladiators to get that guy to come to their school. And you and I are in agreement that he doesn't move the needle here. Gary, if I'm looking at resumes, right? If there's, if I'm looking at resumes of all the guys that don't move the needle, James Franklin is not on the top of that list. I know there's a guy that that his name pops up on the board every now and again, and people say, "Oh, Tom Herman," right? Tom yeah. Herman to me is a slightly better version of James Franklin, and I say that because Tom Herman. During his time in Texas, and Texas probably has Alabama expectations, but yeah. they have beer money. Did he make it there? <laughs> Gary, nine, averaging nine wins and making it to five bowl games and winning four of them. We, you know, we would give, Miami fans would have given up their right arm for that. We would have given up our right arm for that. And that means us making it to the ACC uh, championship game every year with Tom Herman. And I'm not saying we would win it, but that's what the, that equivalent is. That's okay, what I, don't, I don't know what – I, I have no but idea what, you, what you're – BK, time, time out, man. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, he 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 was there for he was at Texas for four years. He went seven and six. Five years. Five. He, he, no, he was there four years. Five years. Four Five years. Five years, Gary. PK. Four years. I'm looking, okay. I'm, I, I've years, got it on my were... I've got it on my screen. I'm looking at it. 2017, right. 2018, years, 2019, 2020. Okay, he went in 2017. He went seven and six. Okay, fine. That was his first year. His second year, he had Boy. a good year. He he, right. he won the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, he went ten and four and won the Sugar Bowl. Great second year. Mm-hmm. But then the right. program declined. He went eight and five in year three, five and four in the conference. Ended up going to the Alamo Bowl. Okay, and then in year four, he went. He only won seven games, and they ended up replacing him. But the point I'm trying to make, Gary, I'm not saying he's the world's greatest coach. But I'm basically I'm saying that this is the pool that we're left with if we don't hit Mario. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no argument for me. This is what we're left with. You know, I said Franklin, uh, Aranda, you name it. That's the pool that's left, Gary. I understand. Listen, I said on the message board the other day that if I don't get Mario, I'm not sure I don't punt for a year. And and I got crucified. I got absolutely crucified. But let me tell you something. The worst thing in the world would be for Miami to just make a hire and end up with another five-year contract with somebody that can't get it done. And by the way, Tom Herman's team that he left behind at, at, at Texas this year has uh, six losses already. They're four and six. And that's with a pretty good coach in Sarkeesian. I don't think he left much talent. Sarkeesian is the same guy. They're all the same guy, Gary. He's not a good coach. Well, that's my point. But that's my – no, he's pretty – Sarkeesian is – Okay, but listen, he's pretty well thought of. I mean, he's a guy that Alabama might have considered to replace Saban, okay? But I agree with you. I agree with you. But they're all the same I agree, BK. BK, I agree. (laughs) They're all Jags. They're all just guys, and that's why I am all in on Mario Cristobal and whatever that they got to do to get him, they need to do. I don't care if they got to break out Nick Saban money. They got to do it. Yeah, well, they're going to have to break out pretty <laughs> close to Nick Saban money, I'm telling you, because, I mean, everybody wants him. He's, no, he's, he's, the, he's the number one candidate at Florida right now. He's the number one candidate at USC. He's the number one he's candidate, number candidate at, at, at everywhere, Gary. Everywhere, Miami, <laughs> and I'm sure there'll be more coming up. If Harbaugh goes to the NFL like I think he's going to, he'll be the number one, candidate, the number one at candidate at Michigan, Michigan. At Michigan, too, correct. All right, BK, hey, thank you for being part of the All show, right, man. Gary, me we'll talk, talk to you next time. Uh, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let's go out to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going on there, Gary? Uh, hey, who's this? Hey, this is Travis up in Tallahassee. What's up, Travis? Terrible, terrible Saturday up here. You know, you, you oh, guys... were you at the game? No, God, no, man. I no, no. I did. I, I didn't go to the game, that. man. That was a great game. Great game to watch. I'll tell you that. And what an Honestly, atmosphere they had in the stadium this, that night. Uh, excuse for me, but I really don't like live games, man. I don't like being on the opposite end of the end zone. Or, you know, like when they're all the way down there. I don't like dealing with drunk ass people because I'll fight you. You know what I mean? Like I'm just. Yeah, not I don't that know, man. You I'll missed... stay home on my big screen TV. <laughs> you missed a great, you missed a great, a great atmosphere and a great game. It was, it was really special there the other night. And I know yeah, that. Well, I would that, have left there in the first quarter if I would have went to that yeah. game. 
Well, yeah, I, I think well, I, I, unfortunately, real. I think it helped Florida State a lot. I think it did. I think it's going to help yeah. them in recruiting. I think it it helped them a lot. That that's fine with me because you know what? For the three years, my whole mission has been to get rid of Blake James, and guess what? He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I could care less who who got helped, who got what. I, I, I don't care, man. I, I'm just happy that Blake James, once again, the cancer of the program has been removed. Maybe some life will be breathed into our. I don't know that our, that's our fair. dying program. I, I don't. But, I don't know that calling him a cancer of the program is fair. Hey, hey I that's, mean, that's fine. You, you, you do you. I'll do me. You know. I mean, <laughs> I just, <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I don't know that that's fair. I'll, 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 <laughs> but, 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 okay. but go ahead. I, but I want to. I want to piggyback off a, a bunch of stuff that people have talked about tonight. Okay. First off, I'm sick of defending that we have enough money to get Mario to replace his coaching staff. Blah blah. Blah blah blah. But I want to break down some things that maybe everything didn't get get to with it, with the with the budgets, and just see where you think this all stands, right? Okay. So from what I understand, Mario makes anywhere from four point three to five point five million. I don't. I don't no, know he's the in the four. Number, he's, he's, he's like in the four and a half range somewhere in there. Four and a half. Okay. Yeah, so okay. Well, give or Do take. Do you not think grand. that with his with his success, and like you were saying, that everybody's going to be coming after him. I mean, if he went to Florida, he'd be dead to us. So I, I could never see that happening. I'm not even going to ask that question. I mean, I, I think your answer would be no, he will never go to Florida, no, no matter how much money they give him. Um, but <laughs> that, that better be the only answer, or, or Mario's dead. Um, but do you not think for anybody to get him, especially us, we're going to have to bump him up to at least $6 million? No question. Without, six, it, it would probably be probably six to seven. Yep. Six to seven, which is what, from what I understand, we don't know exactly because Miami doesn't release the stuff. Would if it no, was seven, but it, that's, would be that, that's the ballpark. Double. Right. Okay. So there, you're talking five to ten million that you think it would be extra. Yeah. Right? So he, so okay, paying so Mario would be let's say an extra three million a year above where they are now. Extra three million, right? Right. Okay. Uh, so, like his his coordinators are going to be uh, well paid compared to what yeah. Our but coordinators you're are, not talking significantly. You're better. not talking about having to go significantly higher, though. Probably. I mean, you you let's say you're talking another. I'll even say a million. A million. So let's say let's say you're at four million. Um, by the time you're done with the head coach and coordinators, um, let's say another million for the rest of the staff. Now you're at five million. Uh, let's say another million for support staff. That's six million. Uh, let's say another million for operations, recruiting budget, things like that. Now you're at seven million. Can I, can I, I, I think, it, I, think it's, I think it's going to land somewhere in there. Seven million, eight can, million. Can I stop you on the recruiting budget part of that? Because I remember watching a graphic on. Uh, college game day or whatever. I don't remember what year it was. It wasn't recent. It was like two years ago, three years ago, when Kirby had only been at Georgia for a couple of years. And on that, they fl- it might have even been during a Miami game, and they flashed the top ten recruiting budgets, right? Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was um, Georgia spent, I think it was like 14-point-something million dollars, right, a year on, on just recruiting alone, nothing else recruiting. And that top ten, Miami wasn't even represented, and that went all the way down to, like, $5 million a year. So when we talk about, like, you know, maybe it's only going to be 5 to $10 million, don't you think a significant – I mean, like, a significant portion of that needs to go to rec- – especially if you're going to bring in a Mario. Why even bring in a guy if he doesn't have the top of everything to, to do his thing? Uh, they, do you agree? They would have to – yeah, they would, no, they would have to give him what he needs to get it done. Uh 
not, the, this whole, not to mention the, whole, the new the, AD that you're talking about. Like, wouldn't he be double the price of probably whatever you know uh, Blake being he a, might, he, an average eight? He, he might. He we're might. Talking be. about doubling everything, basically, right? Yeah, but you're not talking. Like I said, I, when I say an extra million, I think I'm pretty spot on. I mean, Alabama spends two point three million on recruiting. You know, Georgia spends like two point six. Like they're ridiculous. See, but that, but. But yeah, I mean, it was you know, like fourteen or something. No, 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 no. They don't spend that kind of money. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. If I if I can yeah. find it, I'm gonna send it to you. But uh, all right, and, and, and okay, so five to ten million dollars extra a year. That that's, that's I, yeah. I'm I'll glad say, to hear that. I'll say seven to ten. I'll say seven to ten. Okay, and, and basically doubling budgets. And you think that from everything that you've heard over the last month, that this is they're they're willing to do that. Yes, I, the moves I that you've are. seen being being made. Yeah. Okay, and, I, I mean, I honestly, heard, to me, heard. to get rid of Blake. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I've not heard one thing that makes me pause with any concern whatsoever. Um, I, I can't. I hope I get to meet this Rudy Fernandez one day. Because this guy, from what I'm seeing and hearing, is a godsend to what's going on at the University of Miami. Uh, the greatest thing that Julio Frank has done as president was put Rudy in charge of this situation. Well, I, I hope that turns, I mean, we're still in the infantile steps and, and you know, well, like, if he, if he, if he screws it up, if he screws it up, Travis, we'll be ripping him to shreds on this show. But right now I love everything. <laughs> yeah, right. right now I love everything I'm seeing and hearing. I can just tell you guys that. And I'm not, okay. the, um, I'm not the easiest uh, critic. You know, I'm not the easiest reviewer of activities um i i absolutely love everything i'm seeing and hearing at the university of miami right now okay uh let me quickly just get to a couple of points before you let me go here um going back to the high smith thing i'm all for him as head of football operations ad you know that's a little bit of a push but might be that's what i was trying to get at i always thought that like last year, what it was going to be, what would it, it would be something more like? Um, I always heard this rumor that it would be Toretta as the AD, and he would be like the head of fundraising, making sure you know everybody got their thing, and he would be the head of football. Highsmith would be the head of football operations. Uh, yeah, that way they would I, I, both I think, be taking off each other. I think it's a little too much to me. There's a lot of blind ambition there, quite frankly. I don't know why either of those guys, other than the big paycheck that comes with it would want to be an athletic director. That's not what their training is. That's not what their foundation is. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see Highsmith taking care of women's tennis or, or swimming or polo. Yeah, or no, he'd be looking like, to uh, for that. probably keep Jen Strawley and let her do that. But, like, oh like I don't, God, I don't see why, <laughs> why those guys would want to be an athletic director. Like, like – you know, to me, Alonzo Highsmith as the GM of the football program, an assistant AD as of, in charge of football, working in tandem with the head football coach and um, using his expertise in personnel and community relations and things like that, uh, parents, talking to parents on recruiting weekends and things like that. To me, that's the wheelhouse. I don't quite frankly understand right. why these guys would want to be athletic director, but – I wouldn't want him distracted by all the things that an AD has to do. You know what I mean? Like, that's, Highsmith needs to be there focusing on football. Otherwise, why are we bringing him in? That's why I always like the Toretta thing. Because 
he's not going to be focused on football. He can do all the other stuff, you know. He can fundraise, we're sure about that, and that's the only real thing that uh, anybody ever said. There's Well, I guess there were three things. Uh, well, he's a super, Blake James. He's a super nice guy. Great. Who cares? Um, he's great at fundraising. Well, Toretta can do that. And he keeps everybody's GPA above 3.0. I don't know about if Toretta can do that, but the groundwork, at least from Blake, is already in place, so why couldn't he keep it going? Yeah, and then focus on the the other sports. Um, anyway, who out of your list of five, who do you think the the most realistic is for AD? If you were to guess, put some I, I, I some money on it. Know. I don't know. I I mean I right. I think if they if if they really went after Radakovich, I think they could get him. I mean that's what I would. If Rudy if Rudy Fernandez called me right this minute, and I hope he's listening to the show. And said, Gary, what, you know, who do you think? What do you think we should do? I would say I think you should call Dan Radakovich. You know, that's what I. You know, that's what I would. I that's mean, what you kind of told me on him. I didn't know anything about him, but you oh, over, oh man, you know, I mean, he, the, the guy what you said tonight. You told me on him. He checks every box to me. You know, but I, I don't know what think they're the uh, Baylor guy would be uh, amazing too, right? As an athletic, I don't, I don't know his. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything uh, about him. Uh, he, you know, I mean, he he brought him through that probation. He got Matt Rule for a year, then got Dave Arandi. He's got the new stadium built. He's yeah, raised, he's, like, he, I think he sounds like a million dollars. I don't. Yeah, I just don't know that much about him. He's he's definitely a guy worth looking into. All right, man. man thank I'll, you so I'll much try for to having me. Uh, Canes fans, it's great that Blake James fired, man. All right, Travis. And in two years, I expect to see you at Doe Campbell Stadium. Okay, if you can't show no up in your own, if you can't show up in your hometown. To cheer for the damn game. Hey, I'm from Miami. I'm not from Tallahassee. Okay, but you're living in Trailer Hassey now. And if you can't show up in in your town to cheer for the Canes, then you got to stop calling the show. Fair? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I won't be living here <laughs> hey, in two years, thank God. But uh... <laughs> yeah, you got like like it's like Steve. Steve Steve comes on vacation. I mean, this guy is as passionate as can be when he calls Kane Sport Live, but then he's in Miami for the Georgia Tech game and, and and doesn't go to the game. I don't understand that, but whatever. All right, man, Travis, thank you, thank you for being part of the thank show. You. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Somebody who's lost in the queue, please explain to me, the Canes fan who doesn't go watch the Canes in person, um, when they have the opportunity to do so. If you live in South Florida, how do you not go to Hard Rock Stadium? If you live in Atlanta and Miami's coming to town to play Alabama or Georgia Tech, how do you not go to the game? Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't get that. And in Travis's case, if you live in Trailer Hassey and the Canes are coming to town and playing at Doe Campbell Stadium, how do you not go to the stadium? If somebody can explain that, please do as we move forward in the show. For now, let's go to the 213. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Yes, the 213. I believe that's me. That is you, my man. Who's this? All right, this is it's uh, Peter. I'm back again, three in a row. Hey, Peter, welcome back, man. Can you? You live in L.A., right? Actually, that's the. If you thought the Blake James news was the big news of the week, I got something for you. I just moved to Fort Lauderdale this week. I'm no longer Peter from L.A. I am now Peter from Fort Lauderdale, circa L.A. All right, welcome back to the right coast. Thank you. Good to be back. You need any restaurant advice or anything, or are you good? 
I grabbed the penis with a silly enough, and first thing I did when I got down here. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and then if you want, <laughs> if you want a little, if you want a little higher, a higher level Italian food, go to Runway 84. Although I think they're going to be doing a remodeling soon, but uh, man, oh. that's as good as a, that place is as good as good as, as it gets. And, uh, Runway 84. Onward from there, Runway 84. Yep. I'll write it down. Today I went to that spot, and I don't know if you've been there. I'm a barbecue junkie, so mm-hmm. I went to um the uh, God, it's like Bon Goo or something like that. It's the Haitian barbecue spot on 54th. Yeah, Man, that is so good. The, the, they were filming an episode of uh, the Ludicrous Cooking Show there when I walked in. Really? That was I. I drove across country. Best food I had was Lafayette, Louisiana, mm-hmm. gumbo and black and alligator. The second best was this oh, guy's food. Awesome. It was it was nearly as good as Lafayette, Louisiana's food, and everything else was a mile behind. That guy can cook in there. Yeah. All right, well, you can keep enjoying the blackened alligator. I'll pass on that. Oh, that was good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I look at those things, and I'm like, I can't even begin to imagine eating them. Oh, my God. I mean, well, you know, I, can deal, I, can, I can deal with a cow and a good steak. You know, I, I, I'm not, I can't look at an alligator and say, oh, geez, let me find a restaurant where I can get some blackened alligator tonight. No. Nope. Uh, missing, it. it didn't come out looking like an alligator. It just came out looking like some diced, you know, cubed chicken. But it was good. Yeah, the biggest leap I took in that regard was when the Canes were playing Notre Dame, and I went to this restaurant in Chicago called Girl and the Goat, and I ate goat. <laughs> that's the closest I've come Oof. to eating something like. That's closest I've come to eating something like alligator. I'm not bad at that. Yeah, sometimes you got to try a little goat. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome anyway, back to South Florida. What you What do you have first tonight? I've got a few points. I don't want to be overly redundant. Um, I'll try to be brief. I, I think um, I'm all for bringing Alonzo into the athletic department. I'm a little leery coming from L- L.A. of bringing in a football expert as the AD because they're going to have a limited purview of expertise. And what that means is you, that turns quickly into a frontman situation where the guy that everybody knows who's in charge of 20% of the operation takes all the heat and then you have 80% of the outfit that works in anonymity behind the scenes, a little insulated from accountability, and voila, you have the USC train wreck shit show, and I'm a little nervous about that. That's just my personal bias. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. Like I just said, I don't see why – I don't understand why Gino Toretta or Alonzo Highsmith would want to be athletic director other than the money that would come with it. Those guys sound like Mike Garrett and Pat Hayden to me, almost too – Mm-hmm. Almost exactly, just a little younger. Yeah, um, how did that work out for USC? Not great, right? I mean, it's you know, no, it, you you had. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I, I like both. You know, I love both those guys. I mean, they're both great dudes, and um, I think Alonzo's a, a killer man. I, I he's got to be in the athletic department, in my opinion. Um, he has to be. But, the AD's not going to make it house calls and showing up at, at at seven on seven camps and doing scouting stuff. He's the A freaking D. Yep. You know? So, anyway, I, I was going to come out of left field a little bit. A few weeks ago, I called and said, look, you call Mario and you say, look, you name the AD. A little extreme, but just kind of get into that idea. Mm-hmm. When I watch, as, as a, as a or former, at least like, give us, give us, or at least give, a, you know, give, us, a, give us three candidates that you, that you think we should consider. Yeah, or say we've narrowed it down to these three. Who do you want of these three that would make you come? We'll do the deal. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Not out of the question that that would happen. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how how things work. I, I gotta say, I was a it little. It works skeptical. however people want them to work. Like I, that's not out of the question. That's not outlandish. Yeah, for sure. You know the personalities in the building better than I do. I was a little skeptical that these things were really going to happen last week. You were like, no, they're happening. So you got all, you got my full <laughs> confidence. <laughs> well, I was right, wasn't I? <laughs> well, yeah. You we, we, we got from step A to step B in 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 the last week, right? You know, big time. I mean, since there's an AD vacancy, I have to go with my passion uh, promotional bid that I always try to dream will happen at Miami. I had this conversation with Travis Benjamin a couple of years ago, who was another runner. Like I said, I, I was a you know, collegiate sprinter at a couple spots. Um, I, I, I want a full allotment of scholarships to men's track and field. I look at Oregon on the field, and – they're faster than they're like they play fast. They are fast, fast, fast guys. Their perimeter speed, they are fast. Yeah, they got a lot but of coach little guys. Oregon, though, don't they? they do, but you don't have to be little to be fast. Our guys on the flip side are slow. There's maybe one guy that I see, wow, that guy's a burner, and it's mostly because he has great moves and sets people up to look faster than he really is, and that's Rooster. Everybody else looks slow. If you told me Five years ago, I saw Harley. Oh, my God, we got a guy 5'9", runs a 21-5 in the 12th grade, coming to Miami as a South Florida kid. He's going to be a burner. He has never looked fast to me, ever. Yeah. Marcus Clark's the only guy I've seen make a recovery on a ball in the air in probably five, six years since Artie Burns was here. There's just no speed element there. That's the one gripe I have with the S&C program. I can't say that the blocking or the tackling is the result of the S&C program when they don't practice tackling and blocking. But you got to bring Curtis Taylor. He's a two-time NCAA coach, national coach of the year. He's the associate head coach and men's sprint coach and women's sprint coach at Oregon. Bring him down. Say, we're going to give you a men's track team. Throw your two cents in on the S&C and get the football program to reflect the speed. That guy's a savant. And I know he has his hands in the Oregon program. I know it because I trained with him for a year, and I know what it looks like to run with that guy. Bring him down here, too. Because we need to for South Florida athletes to come on the field and not be running circles around people is a problem because that's an expectation. But that's just my own thing. I think uh, the fundraising thing with, with Blake James, there's a difference between fundraising and raising funds, so to speak, to put a hashtag on it. He might have been great at calling people and getting them to write checks, but he deflated the revenue of everything so bad that he had to get that money. You know, it, it's a lot easier when things are going great and everything's working to get people to write checks to, you know, program that they feel they're getting something back from. We need the guy who can give people a reason to write a check, not just talk their ear off. Mm-hmm. I, I got cut off. No, you're not. You're there. Oh, no, okay. So that's, that's, that's part of my take. And also I think, um, If we can't get Mario, it's going to be a little bit of an issue, but we need to get a good – somebody who can actually coach and run practices because we can't recruit any worse than, than Manny did. I mean, he – I can't I, – I don't think he recruited better than Al. He didn't recruit better than Randy. But they play like shit. So, I mean, at the very least, you can get a top 20 talent index down here, and if they are at least – have a good, good coach and a bad recruiter, you're still going to have a top 20 talent index. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal, but, you know, as a contingency, that's what I would prioritize. 
Mm-hmm. All right. What else you got, Peter? Anything else? No, that's about it for me. I know there's a, probably a long line in the queue. I don't want to hold everybody up. All right, man. Well, welcome back to South Florida, and thank you for being part of the show again. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. All right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. Hit 1 on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. Let's go to the uh, 504. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, what's up, man? It's Roland from New Orleans. What's up, Roland? Welcome back. What's up, man? How you doing? You all right? Yeah, doing great. How you doing? What do you What do you got for us? Man, good day, man. I seen yesterday with uh, Matt Jordan, man. Let me tell you, it was a good day for the whole program. I'm gonna tell you Making right now. Making people happy, no doubt. Yeah, we got a lot of happy Kings fans out there. Yeah, definitely, no question about that. So, I'm gonna just say three names, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off and you know, let you let you do your thing. Um. Ty Smith, Retta, Crystal Ball, and Clean House get a whole new staff for training, development, and also, last but not least, bring the former players on the field. That's it. And go back okay. to Miami football, plain and simple. Uh, every former player? Like how do you no, how do you how do you how do you decide who can be down there and who can't? You, but, you can't have them all Gary, down there. Think, but, but Gary, you think about it. You, you was there when 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 Mel B was my mm-hmm. um, that's my boy and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Irvin. You know when guys you know to be on the sideline to be you know that, that extra coach if you will. So mm-hmm. so, but it's a good day. It's definitely a good day. Well, there's probably it's rules on, on on certain things, you know, in terms of. Yeah, but you boxes, know what? It, you know, it seemed like but, all those rules happened when uh, Shalala was. Uh, yeah, I mean, in, yeah, in I just position. I don't know, yeah. you know, you know but, but but I hear you. I mean, I think it's great that, to have those guys involved. I just I just don't know how you decide who gets to be there and who doesn't. You know, you I, know? I you know I get that, but shit, I, listen. At this point, anybody from 2003 going backwards. To be on that on that sideline, so flip them around. Anything from mm-hmm. let me see from over oh five moving forward. No, no, not at all. But it is a good day for the for the, for, the, for, the, for the program. And you know the good thing about it is that you know the schools like Georgia and Alabama, nothing wrong nothing wrong with those programs. But Miami is a whole different animal, and and it's always went against the grain. So I don't know. I don't, this, you know, bringing Heisman and really bringing the right coach in and going against the grain. Miami made move. It wasn't just football. It was just making a whole movement of kids from the inner inner city. I'm talking. I'm talking Melvin about this. You got Miami. Got to get back to that. All they got to do. You think about it, Gary. You talk about this all the time. You got all of the position players. I mean, you got even if they don't. You got. Let's say you got fifty, uh, seventy-five. Five, whatever, four, four stars, five stars. Miami can get the position player. They got to go get those offensive linemen. They got to get deep tackles, and just go to California and get a quarterback. That's what they got to do. That's that. That's the best blueprint. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited for new, for the new, uh, the new AD, and I really, I feel, I don't feel like 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 Diaz or Shannon. No disrespect to Randy Shannon, hell of a DC. I feel like the program is. This is about 
going to, it's a huge movement that's getting ready to happen. So I think, it, you know, and I, I think you feel the same way too as well. All they got to do is make the moves, maneuver, and make it happen. So yes, sir. you put me on hold, man. That's one my little two cents there. All right, Roland, thank you as always for being part of the show. 563-999-3550, hit one on your keypad if you would like to come on to the show. Um, let's see where we're at here. Let's go to the – I can hear this thing jumped around. I want to make sure I don't uh... – 704, you're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Oh, hi. Um, I wanted to call to say – we need somebody like Sam Jankovic at the athletic director. He was clever enough to find Jimmy Johnson and people like that. And so to have somebody that's with the program like Alonzo Heisman is tempting, but I think it's short-sighted. I, I go back to where I was in the in the Orange Bowl oh, when I was 10 years old. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who's this? Wait a minute, who's so this? So I remember. Tell us your um, name. <clears throat> my whole name or just uh, my first name? No, just your, just your first name. Catherine. Catherine. Okay. Um, well, first let me welcome you to the show. Are you the girlfriend of the um, of the guy that that, that uh, came on the show like a month or two ago? <laughs> At ninety two, I can't be anybody's girlfriend. Oh, okay. But, Are you really ninety two? Yes, I am, and I'm very nervous because I've never called into a show before. But All right, don't I'm be nervous. So don't, don't don't be nervous. Like you are the caller so of the night. Passionate. You're already the caller of the night. Okay, so so don't be nervous. We love the fact okay. that you called. We love the fact that you were at the Orange Bowl when you were how old? Ten. When at first, because the Orange Bowl was built in 1939, my parents oh my always had season tickets, and so you know we went to the Orange Bowl. Um, wow. Anyway, um, I mean, I was there at the University of Miami when Andy Gustafson was coach. And I remember also when they had the, uh, they said that Carl Selmer was the one that really recruited all of those people that, Nellenberger was able to turn into really great football players. Which, I, by I think the it, way, I think she was Lou Saban, but uh, but you know Carl Semler, oh. Lou Saban, who's who's uh, who's going to argue either way? <laughs> right. Okay, okay. So I got that mixed up, but okay. I do want to say that we used to take. Uh, bad football players. I mean, we never had, in the beginning, we never had uh, top recruits. We turned them into top recruits. Mm -hmm. So, 
anyway, that's really just all I wanted to say. Um, hey, anyway, do you, do, you I li- love do you listen to the Kane show Sports. regularly? Yes, and I love Kane Sports. And I was one of, early on, I was one of your first subscribers when you had the hard copies. Oh, wow. I can't thank yeah. you enough. Thank, thank you. Without, without you guys that did the hard copies at the, in the early days of Kane Sport, we wouldn't be here today doing this. So, you know, thank you so, so much. And, and not only that, but it's a, a stretch for a 92-year-old to get on Kane Sports. I mean, you know, on your thing every day where I listen to you and Matt Odell. Oh, on the good, morning, the good Morning Kane Sports Show? Yeah. You, you like that? So, oh, yeah. I, I do, I, well, first of all, I, since I now live in Charlotte, after living 87 years in Miami, I listen to the Joe Rose Show mm-hmm. um, until 10 o'clock, and then I get on the computer and I get your sports. Oh, that's awesome. But let me ask you a question be- before you go. D- don't you agree that Matt interrupts me too much? <laughs> I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot he, 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 He's constantly interrupting me. <laughs> well, I think you do the same thing to him. Oh, do I? Well, well wait till you see tomorrow morning's show because... I took steps today to to alleviate that problem, so you'll see. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I I love I love cane sports and I love the canes and I'm devastated. In fact, I don't even watch the games anymore after all these years. I just tape it, and if we lose, I just erase the tape. Wow. All right, well, hopefully well, I, things are going to get straightened well, out here really, really soon. And before your 93rd birthday, you're not going to have to erase too many tapes. How about that? <laughs> anyway, I'm so in hopes that we get Mario, but, you know, the chances, I don't know. Anyway, Keep the faith, Joe man. Rose, Keep the faith. Well, let's hope it happens. Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe Rose said that he knows uh, Mario, and that's not – totally out of the question so yeah i don't think it's out of the but question either so. so we'll see we'll see how it goes all right Catherine. well thank all you right. so much for supporting us couldn't appreciate more appreciate you okay more. thanks thank <laughs> you, you so so much yeah bye-bye wow 92 god bless her man I, I and i hope that like i said by the time she's 93 i hope that she uh doesn't have to erase the damn tapes on her machine and that she can watch the canes Every week doesn't mean that they're going to win every single game, but at least if they're winning most of the time, you know, I, I think maybe she would even stick around for the ones that don't go as well. Let's go to the seven two seven. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, it's Jake from St. Pete. How you doing? What's up, Jake? How are you, man? Not much, not much. Oh man, that last call puts a little bit in perspective, huh? Oh my God, man! Wow, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. 92, man. I hope I'm still sitting here doing this show when I'm 92. Woof. 
you got to remember, you know, I, I always, uh, you know, I, I come on and kind of bust balls a little bit, but you got to figure, like, you know, if you really take the whole Canes program from that far back, you know, you're only talking about, like, 15 good years out of, uh, what, uh, 80, 80 years? So, yeah, yeah she's really stuck with it, uh, uh, tried and true. Good on her. Man, I, I don't great think I had 82 years of watching the Canes, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So anyway, uh, <laughs> now we finally got, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, Blake James gone. I was waiting all weekend to, to see that after that game. I, I was so furious uh, it, th- th- that Saturday loss. Um, you know, I know it's a close game, and, you you know, uh, you, you want those those competitive games, but that wasn't a competitive game. That was a dog shit game. We, we what do we have? 140 yards of penalties on that. Uh, the, the the turnovers. It's just it's exhausting to watch this team. And I, I get I you know what's funny is I, I get what she's what she's completely saying about that because like the away games, I, half the time I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like you know. It, I'll let it go on delay for a little bit, and then if it's crap, I'll just kind of, you know, fast forward here and there, uh, uh, wait for the the, the overview because it's just like otherwise I'm, I'm I, I want to have an aneurysm by the end of the game. It's so infuriating. <laughs> well, it is always it is always something like like how many yeah. lives did 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 you lose during that game the other day where like oh, it starts God. out with turnovers and then it ends with all these coaching decisions that went astray. Well, it's not, you know, like, you know, so, okay. So, you, you know, you, you've been, I, I know I always call him bust your balls about Mario. And so finally sold, you, you got me sold. But what I, what I want to ask is, is why, why would it happen? So uh, you look, like Oregon, I could, a, give, I could, I could give you a million, I could give you a million reasons. Okay, um, let, let me state my case here real quick, and, and then yeah. I, I'm very because I'm very curious as to what your your rebuttal is to that or, or whatnot. But so I like okay, all right, sold. We we need to turn around, and, and and I think at least for the very least, he can uh, he can get some energy because you know what I what I also like at that game watching watching the FSU game last week. What do you think the, the attendance would have been if our stadium, what, maybe 40,000 tops? No. Probably about 25. No, 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 no. Let's year was say COVID. Last year was COVID. No, let's bullshit. Last year was COVID. And, and they didn't even sell out the 20%. Like, you're talking well, about this hardly – it's pathetic. And, I mean, you know – I was at that last Georgia Tech game. There's maybe like 8,000 people at that stadium. Well, their I fans mean, haven't it, been turning out, Jake, and they turned out for this game. What's that? Their fans have not been coming to the games. Yeah, but they're they're usually putting like 40, 50 in the, in the stands, and we're, you know, we're putting in like a, a third of that. I mean, you know, I've been at this, these games. You're talking the entire south end zone is empty. There's like five people in the entire south end zone. That's like 8,000 seats over there, and you got like eight people sitting there. Um, that that matters. Like Wesley Bassaint, who's in the who's in those seats. Uh, you know, he he sees this raucous crowd where when he goes to to Hard Rock, there's there, there, you know there's 10,000 people there uh, at a tea party. It's so quiet. 
Like, you know, the, the stadium hasn't been charged up. I, you know, I, I kind of, uh, that, that Travis from Tallahassee, uh, you know, I get what he's like. I, I want to go to the games cause it's loud. It's rowdy. It's, it's like, you know, th- this year, I mean, granted, they haven't really given us a whole lot to cheer for, but like, even at that, you know, it's just the people are there. They, they get there at halftime, uh, you know, like, there's no action at that stadium. It's it's a lousy game day experience. I can understand why these some of these recruits are getting swayed because uh, you know they they go to the stadium and the place is empty. It's crickets, and you know they go to another stadium and uh, you, you got all these these yahoos going going insane. Um, so does a Mario I mean, Cristobal hire Jake? Does a Mario Cristobal hire oh. crank, crank up? The excitement it, it, well, and, so and, that, the, that, and the attendance. Despite so, two things, two things. Despite my reservations of him as a coach, I, he's a he's a balls out recruiter, hundred percent. Never going to argue with you on that. I have reservations on a coach, but two things. It's just like the city's behind him, and I think to me, you got to get you got to get asses back in that seat. And, and everyone's talking about the financials. What is it going to cost to get him and everything? Well, if you fill out that stadium and you sell merch and you actually sell all your damn tickets for a change. And, and all the other the concessions, everything else that'll easily pay for what you got to pay Mario and what you got to add up in recruiting. I got really, really sidetracked. But my question is, okay, so so you oh, you've beat me down over this season. You you sold me Mario's the guy. We got to have him. Number one. So I got I, I got like five things that that I'm looking at as to why I I, I just don't see it. Number one. Um, He's regardless, and, and more than likely, if he stays put, he's in line for a massive pay increase this year, one way or another. Whether it's Oregon or somebody else paying him, he's going to be a seven million dollar a year coach, if not higher. This year, there's 15 coaches in college football making seven million or more. He's going to be amongst one of them next year. Uh, number one. Number two. There is zero precedence for a coach going to the playoff and and dropping his team. Zero. So how do you get over that? I I know you've been. What was the pre- what was the precedent, Jake? Hey, Jake. What was the precedent? Yeah. When Howard Schnellenberger won the national championship and left his team. Different what day national age, championship man. coach had ever done anything like he that? He was offered a shit ton more money and ownership of a team. He didn't know that ownership was going to turn out to be jack shit. Way big difference there. What if that turns out to be an NFL franchise and you're getting, what do you get, uh, uh, 20% of that? Way different story. The guy took a calculated financial move, but this is apples to apples. Everyone's offering big bucks now. Uh, back in the day, you know why? Why did uh, why did Jimmy Johnson go to the NFL? Because he made more money there. It was pretty pretty plain and simple. Everyone's going to be offering Mario Cristobal the big bucks. Now I'll, I'll even grant you the benefit of the doubt. You got you got a hometown advantage there a little bit. I, okay, all right. I'll throw that one out and say all right, you got that. But th- there's no precedent for a, a, a coach leaving for. Not only a lateral job, but a lesser job. Miami's a lesser job than Oregon. Don't don't 
why do you say that? Why do you say that? If 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 I if if I'm figuring out where do I have a chance to win more championships? I'll take Oregon. Miami every day of the week. You got such a built-in advantage here at Oregon. You have Bullshit. zero in state, Jake. You have zero in state talent. Zero at Oregon. Zero. Who cares? Okay. I, 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 I mean, Jake, years. literally zero. Jake, literally zero. Right. Look Gary, at what, look Gary, at the in-state. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, man. How about the in-state okay. talent at okay. Florida? You don't think that's a built-in advantage, number one? Now, let's say you're a dude. I think it's an that, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You got, you got, you got my ladder. Okay, up okay. You, you, give, do give, give, you do give, your give thing. Give me yep. a minute. No, We're not going to be minute. like you and Shadow. Yeah, please, please, please. Yeah, he's out of. He's, I don't care what he is. He is out of control. All right, All right listen. All right. So, so you got zero in-state talent at Oregon. Do you know yeah. what those coaches have to go through to recruit? They're they're flying all over the United States. They got to recruit their rear ends off, and they're and they're they're getting it done now. Imagine if you take that level of out-of-state recruiting and bring it to Miami, and you marry it with the greatest in-state advantage in the country with the state of Florida, and you can dominate South Florida and, and get your share in the state of Florida and supplement it with the cream of the crop from around the country like they do? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? This program will be yeah, back in the top ten every year, okay, Jake, okay. every well, year. Let me, let me rebut that. Let me rebut that. Uh, so recruiting, okay. Uh, number one, Florida – ridiculously overrated in recruiting the the talent pool of the country right now revolves around georgia and alabama and, and I, I would call it sec country you could go from louisiana to no. to georgia way no. better than florida's talent pool I, I'm, georgia I'm, Gary, georgia georgia's up. right there georgia's on the on the upswing but if you look at the stats if you look at nfl players things like that it's uh Gary, california I, texas and florida and then Georgia. Here, wait, I'm, I'm putting you on. Well, yeah, but but you got to adjust for population base there, Gary. If, if you're talking, so I'm looking at it right now. Florida, and I, I looked this up too. This is including IMG kids, which is also very deceptive because a lot of those kids have absolutely no affinity to Florida whatsoever. They're, they're, they're coming from Ohio. They're coming from New Jersey. They're coming from Georgia, Alabama, wherever. So they're, they got no affinity to Florida. So you, you throw uh, – there's 28 of those kids out, and there's 170 players in the state of Florida and, or, or who, play, who are from – genuine from the state of Florida playing in the NFL right now. Okay, Georgia you're, you're, saying, you're saying the 192 is misleading because it includes – 20 IMG players. 28 players from IMG who are not. No, I looked it up. There's 28 players okay, fair. from IMG who are not from the state of Florida. Okay, okay fair. So that are in the NFL right now. It, yeah, so it's 168. Okay, Georgia has 124. Now, Georgia has half the population of Florida. So you take that on a per capita talent basis. Is that true? Have have you, you looked up, the, you looked up the, those yeah, numbers? Yeah, 124. Alabama. No, you li- no, yeah, no, I know yeah, you're Georgia right. Has- I'm, lo- I'm looking at the same chart you are. But you looked up the population numbers of Georgia and Florida, and, and yeah, Florida has twice as many. people. Florida has 23. All right, but let me ask Georgia, you a question. Or, uh, How many yeah. in Florida are retirees? Don't you have to kind of take those out? What do you mean? Well, so much of the southern part of the state is people that are retired. Like, they, they might be building up the population numbers. Oh, but... come on. Well, okay, so Georgia still on a per capita basis has a 40% advantage over Florida. 
Okay, that's interesting. I never looked at it like that. That's a good point. Then take it take it on top of that. Alabama's got sixty eight players in the NFL. 50, and 58, I, I forget 58. I don't have it. 58, or was it Louisiana that has 60-some? They've got Louisiana, like Louisiana has 68, yes. Okay, 68. I, so I had Alabama and Louisiana backwards. Okay, those states each have 5 million people in them. So multiply that out times four uh, to, as a population differential. That puts them in the 200s or so. So my point is SEC countries, I like to call it, that is – Ground zero for talent right now, and you got to remember too how many of those, how many of the the Travis Benjamins and the the Jimmy Grahams that are hanging on by a thread that used to play for us are on their way out in the NFL. So that number is going to plummet in the coming years, and uh, the, the the talent revolves around the SEC country. And you know, look, I'd love to say I think Mario can come in here and and own South Florida, but like, look, who's who's your must get in South Florida this year? Samar Stewart. Shamar Stewart, yeah, I mean, and and you know, yeah, I, I see. Other than that, that, who are you enamored with? Next year, who are you enamored uh, with? Brandon Ennis, Jalen Brown. I, other yeah, than that, yeah. I'm, there's no defensive talent. I'm going nuts over yeah, in South no, you, Florida. You know, you know, I mean, you know, Jake, you're not wrong, man. It's it's a little bit down right now. You're not wrong. So you know, I mean, I just I think Florida's recruiting base is a diminishing pool. I think these kids are divas. I think they got to get back to playing football. Okay, but would you agree it's a little bit better than Oregon? I would agree one a million percent. And, and, and would you agree? And would you agree to. that the out-of-state talent that you would be looking at is a little bit closer to Miami than if you're uh, in the middle of nowhere in Oregon and you're having to fly all over the country? They recruit in Florida. Not at all. Not not one iota. You've got California that's loaded. Washington, Utah's got a. They, they got all the those big Samoan kids who are badass linemen in Utah, uh, with the, through all the, the like the Mormon missions out there. Uh, Nevada's got a couple of great feeder schools. You can take a quick flight to Las Vegas and you can hit three of those schools and get a bunch of top talent over there. Look how much talent. Bishop Gorman's got coming out of it and uh, Pine Ridge and all that. So, and he's got all that to himself. He, you know, for, for Nick Saban, that, that takes him uh, an entire day, even if you got a private jet fired up and picking you up right in the front of the, uh, the building there. All right. He, it, let's let's say this, Jake. Let's say, let's yeah. say the, even if you want to make the argument that the recruiting at Oregon and the recruiting at Miami is equal, which I don't think you can because there's zero in-state talent at Oregon, um, you still can't make an argument against Mario Cristobal coming to Miami. No, no. I, again, I said you sold me on that. What I'm just—it doesn't make sense. Oregon's a winning football program. They have a proven track record. We don't. We're living in the past. We're, we're chasing ghosts. We haven't. Okay. We haven't done. But hasn't it in been proven? Years. Hasn't it been proven when you get the right guy in the Miami football office that you can win at Miami and you can win big? I don't know, man. That was 20 years ago. Again, 20 years ago, South Florida, the entire talent pool revolved around South Florida. It doesn't anymore. I, I'm just saying. I, like it, it, So, I, I, again, I, I'm sold on the Mario aspect. I just don't know because you're, you're talking. So, you know, sometimes th- this has been like probably my frustration with, with the way you describe Mario is you kind of describe him like a savior of Oregon. He wasn't. He's I never, I never said that. There. 
I never said that. I never well, you him act a like you act like what he's done there is unprecedented. Or, or I never said that know, either. Like, like well, you you've said like his his the job that he's doing is uh, is unbelievable. He's doing a phenomenal job, but I never said it was unprecedented. I didn't I didn't say anything of the sort. But it, they've it's had guys there that have, before. Yeah, it has. Oregon is a proven winning program. We're hoping that we can recapture that lightning in the bottle from the 80s and 90s. I, I'm not even going to count the, the early 2000s because that, 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 that's two years in a, in a 10-year uh, time gap. Could Butch Davis have kept it going if he stayed? Probably, no, but no I don't doubt. know. Um, I, I think so, but, but we, we have nothing to base that off of because the program instantly collapsed afterwards. So what I'm saying is, is that like, you know, I'm just looking at it from his perspective. If, if he, if he wins out, he's going to the playoffs. Oregon's going to dump a pile of money into his, into his lap. Has nothing to do with that. He's going to make, everyone's dumping a pile of money on his lap. It doesn't matter where he, it doesn't matter where he coaches next year, Jake. He's making a lot of money. But my point is Oregon is a premium football program. Why does he leave there? Money being equal, he's got a winner there. They're going to back him up, guarantee him. Why is he going to uproot all that to come to a program that hasn't done shit in 20 years, to a diminishing recruiting base where he's competing with the entire SEC, with the Big Ten, with the, the well, I guess the the Big Twelve won't be relevant anymore. But uh, with Clemson, with everyone else, when he's got the West Coast all to himself right now, he, he, nobody's even in his echelon over there. He's the cream of the crop. He's got the best situation in the world, and then he's just gonna he's just gonna throw that away after maybe even going to the playoffs. Yeah, to, nobody to come to Miami. Where and then here's here's another question I have for you. What happens when Mario has an eight-win season? Let's say year two, things don't go quite so well. What happens then? Like in Oregon, he's a god out there. Here, hey, look, we all love him right now. He's everybody wants him. We're dying for him. What happens if he has a couple average seasons out the gate? Yeah, you know, and I mean, he's coming into yeah. a. There's, there's no yeah, I mean, he has been prone to losing some very winnable games that he shouldn't lose. Uh, he doesn't do it uh, Jake, a, a look, fraction of how much Manny J- does. But, Jake, but you're, so, you're making, it, you're making me, everybody like, feel depressed, Jake. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> okay, uh, who would you rather have in that head coaching office? I told you, Mario Cristobal, you sold me. Okay, all right, then let's move on from this, the let's move on from this conversation because it's getting too long-winded. Okay. I could give you I could give you all kinds of reasons, uh, you know, both football wise and personal wise, why he would want this job. Personal, but, I understand. You're going home. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, home, family, uh, lifelong dream. You'll have a greater chance of winning national championships at Miami than you do at Oregon because you're got a better chance to be relevant here. People see your games. Nobody sees your games when your games are being played at 1, 2 in the morning on, out on the West Coast. Uh, the, the ACC, the path in the ACC is a good path. Uh, there's no reason that Miami should Way easier dominant. in the Pac-12. Uh, well, it's similar, but it's different. And, 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 and you just know, there's, no, there's no reason that Miami shouldn't be dominant 
in the ACC. And if you can, if they you should. believe well, that you and, can come and do the job here, you can be competitive just like Clemson did every single year. All right, Jake, I got to let you go, man. I got a lot of guys who yeah, want to get yeah, on. Thank, thank you, man. Run. All right, my friend. Thank you, man. Thank <laughs> you for being part of the show. Appreciate it. Um, let's go to 386. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, how we doing tonight? Oh, man, I got to like – I got to get a tissue and uh, wipe away the the tears <laughs> from that last call, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and everyone's all yeah, excited about possibly even Mario, and 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 man, he was like mm. dropping a damn thunderstorm on the concept. <laughs> well, not really, because he said yeah, he was for Mario. Hey, don't. But, um, hey, look, I'm gonna pick up where he left off. I need your help with something, Jerry. Please, please, I need your help with something. Okay. I'm I here, know man. we're speaking hypothetically. All right. I, I, I'm trying to get where you are. I promise you, I want to get where you are on Mario Cristobal. I want to ask you two quick questions very quick because I know we're going into the third hour and other people trying to get on. Hypothetically speaking, if Mario Cristobal came here and he did much, because this is what I'm predicting. This is what I'm predicting. If he did much like what Rick did at Georgia. Would you be satisfied? Oh man, um, I you know, <laughs> I think if he comes here, people are going to have high expectations. I, I I get what you're I get where you're going with this. I mean, yeah, I think that if he comes here, people are going to expect Miami to get back in the championship race within three 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 years maybe. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to happen overnight. I think that, that there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but uh, I certainly think that they'll be as good or better next year. And then, uh, you know, we, you go from there, but I get what you're getting at. If, if he's not competing for titles, if he's not in Charlotte two out of every three years or something like that, yeah, people are going to be upset. I, I think you're right about that. Okay. My second question is, do you agree or disagree that playing in the toughest conference in America, Lane Kiffin is getting it done with lesser talent. Yeah, I mean, he kind of is because, I mean, they haven't really had a chance to build up the build the roster back up at Ole Miss. So, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he kind of probably is. I, I'm sure I haven't studied their roster, quite frankly, so I can't sit here and tell you a lot about Ole Miss football, but I'm just going to assume that he does obviously not have a roster like Georgia and Bama and, and, and those schools. I mean, he's sitting there right now. He's, he's what, eight and two. I mean, he lost to Alabama yeah. pretty bad. Couldn't, you know, he, he did better than, than Miami did against Bama. He lost to Auburn um, by 11. I mean, does he have – I'm looking at his wins. I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of – he doesn't really have a signature win. I guess I guess you could call A&M last week a pretty good win. I mean, listen, the guy's doing great. I mean, no argument. I mean, he's going to end up finishing probably – if he doesn't blow the game to Mike Leach, he'll finish, you know, ten and two. I mean, yeah, I mean that's pretty damn good. Hey, I, I, I just I'm, I'm gonna hang up and let some other callers come on, but I just want you to help. I'm trying to get there. I want you to help me to get to where you are 
on Mario Cristobal. I'm, I'm, well, I, I'm just here's not, what I'll I'm, say. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that to do what Lane Kiffin does, you should be able to hire an offensive coordinator that can do that. I mean, he, you know, like I don't know that you have to risk if you, if you're the University of Miami and let's say you're gonna you're gonna wager thirty five, forty million on this hire. I'm not sure I go with a guy that's got the 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 track record of Lane Kiffin. Um, I, I'm sitting there thinking I can find a good offensive coordinator and pay a good offensive coordinator to dial up offense. I mean, that's what he that's what he's great at. Is dialing up offense, just like Mike Leach. Like these guys, like they'll take lesser talent and score points because their systems are so good. Well, I looked at I looked at his um, I looked at his resume the year before he became the head coach at Oregon. I saw where he said he was the offensive coordinator. So did so did he actually call plays at Oregon uh, before he became the head coach? Did he actually call plays? No. I don't think so. That's something, you know, Mario is a CEO. He's not an X and O. You know, he, you're not going to see him on the sidelines sitting there with the, with the play sheet calling plays. That's not what he does. Mario's a CEO. He's a, he's a CEO. He's a program leader. Uh, he's a motivator. He's a recruiter. Uh, he's not an X and O guy who's going to be sitting there calling plays. That's what he's got Joe Moorhead for. Who is that? Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, you have different approaches. Jimmy Johnson wasn't that. Howard Schnellenberger could it could be that if he had to be, but as a head coach, he wasn't doing that. He, you know, Howard, how well? I mean, he would occasionally call a play or something if there were, if there was a moment in the game and he wanted a certain thing, he would tell the coordinator what to call. But like, um, you know, there's different different ways to approach this. Some guys are CEO head coaches. Some guys are coordinators that are head coaches that still call their plays, like Lane Kiffin. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, appreciate you taking my call. You got it, man. Anytime. Uh, let's go to 706. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, man. Just want to tell you, you've been rocking it, man, between Kane Sport now and fighting with Matt Shadell and even though Matt brings up a lot of good points and another show tonight, I'm out getting dry and fighting for the fans. They're, they're totally convinced that we have an option of not getting Mario Cristobal and we're going to be happy. I don't get it. I don't get it. <clears throat> Who's this? What's your but name? What I want to – this is Sebastian. Oh, hey, Sebastian. How are you, man? Okay. I'm doing pretty good. Hey, Gary, I guess the question I have for you is uh, – um, I guess I know we've been talking about Mario, which I think is it is the fit. If Miami wants to get back to competing for championships and being competitive and dominating the recruiting landscape, I don't I don't know what else you're going to go out there and get that's going to be able to do that. What I want to hear from you is why would Mario not take the job? If Miami gave him I don't think he. Won, I don't I think mean, he would not. I think not the. I think the only way he doesn't take the job is if they're not. If they're not willing to make the commitment. If 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 they just say, hey, hey, this is just too much for us. You know, if they just can't stomach the commitment that they would have to make to operate the program at the level that he would demand operating the program at. That's the only way I see him saying no. Uh, 
other than that, I, 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 I believe he would be all in. I think that it would be a great move for the university. Um, but I do think there's some people that are going to puke at the cost. They're, they're not used to spending money like that on athletics. And there, there, there will be some people in the hierarchy of the university that will, will puke at how much money it's going to take between the buyouts and the annual operating costs and all that. But I think they've moved past that. I think they're ready. I mean, I mean, as we sit here talking, I, I really wanted to get some insight on why would he not take the job? Because if Miami is serious and they offered him everything he could possibly want, you know, you're right. He's going to, he's going to make a ton loads of money next year. What I'm thinking about is from his particular lens, the next job he gets, whether it stays in Oregon and goes someplace else, is probably going to be like the cream job, right? where you're going to probably be there for a while and you're going to make a tons of a whole lot of money. And where is he going to be the most content, most happiest, um, you know, and, and what's going to really, really kind of fit his life? At the end of the day, this is what I see. If he comes to Miami, I just think he's on a, on, on, on a, on a, on a scale where he's able to sit someplace and have not so much a built-in advantage, but he could compete with anybody on the recruiting trail to get what we need. Mm -hmm. Um, Miami has to get to a point where they have to really envision the fact that, you know what, the brand is damaged. And we have to get the brand back to where it needs to be. And that's winning championships. You know, the last couple of years we we kept talking about, and I love what High School said, we can't be having a conversation about if we could just win the Coastal. We could just win the Coastal. Like, like, like that's the best thing since Spice Bread. That's like Michigan State saying, I want to go to the Big Ten Championship game. You know, I'm not trying to win a national championship. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get back to the place where we win 58 home games um, and people are intimidated to play us. We want to get back to a place where, you know, the top athletes stay at home and college football has to figure out how they can be competitive again. Um, so that's why I wanted to be, I was interested in why would he not take the job because if Miami is serious and they offer him everything, I would want to be interested in why would he say no. That's the only thing I can come up with it would be if they weren't willing to make the commitment. But, uh, but uh, you know, I think they've moved past that. I think they have an understanding of what the commitment means now. And I have not seen any signs that they're skittish. They're moving along so, the so, right direction. I like everything I'm seeing. So my next question, my, so my next question to to you would be, what is the likelihood that we hire him? We can't control I mean, how the. I think there's a great. I think there's a great likelihood. I think. I think we we we, we can't we can't control if they if Oregon upset Ohio State to beat Alabama in the national championship and wins it and he's holding up the trophy or whatnot, what is, you know, the likelihood right, well, we would hire for, First of all, I don't think it's going to get that far. Um, I think they're a beat-up football team. They got injuries on defense. They got injuries on the O-line. Uh, they're hanging on by a string. They're, they got a tough game this Saturday against Utah. Uh, at Utah, which is going to be a bear for them to win. Uh, you know, I don't know how they would hold up against Alabama or Georgia, quite frankly. Gary, you're, but, missing, you're, missing, you're, missing, you're missing my question, Gary. The question I'm asking is, 
You asked him. I thought you said if he's holding up the championship trophy in January. Yeah, if he's holding up the championship. Yeah, if he's holding up the championship, you think that's irrelevant? No, I don't think it's irrelevant, but I don't think it's going to get to that point. Um, you know, but I do think that that you know he's having a good season there. I think he's got a very good team coming back next year. Uh, I don't think there's any issues in terms of staying at Oregon and winning, but. I, you asked me if I thought that they could get it done in Miami, and I do. I think I think there's a great chance it's going to get done. If 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 if, Ize, if we're able to get it done, is it more likely to happen after the season or during the college football season, like during a bowl game? I mean, let's see. Let's see what happens after. Let's see what. All right, let, Sebastian. Let's see what happens this weekend. Let's see if they make okay. the conference championship game. If they're in the conference championship game, which would, I think would be December 4th, um, my target would be right after that. And then we'll see. Well, let's okay. see if that plays out that way. Let me ask you one last question, Gary, and I'll be done. Um, if we get him, can we pull Shamar Stewart and Weston Bishpain? Because those yes. are the only two recruits that I believe in this recruiting class that are must get. I think anything else we can find in a portal – we can wait till next year. There's nothing to mortgage to farm on. But those are the only two players that I see that's out there that committed or uncommitted I think are must get. Those two. Yeah, 100% they could. Okay. Okay. Well, man, keep working overtime, Gary. We appreciate it. We appreciate the show, the content, everything you've been giving us. You haven't steered us wrong right by now, but. You know, my timeline is December the 4th before I can kind of celebrate it. If we don't have them signed, filled, and delivered coming our way by December 5th, we might as well burn the program down or something. I, I think or by then we'll, 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 we'll know what's happening by then, in my, I think, in my opinion. We'll see. All right, then. Keep us on All right, hold, Sebastian. Thank you, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Let's go to the 985. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Man, Gary, man. Catherine, how about that, huh? So we have oh, a first was- lady of Kane. We have a first lady of Kane Sport now. Um, oh, my God. Is she unbelievable? Wow. Yeah. Unreal, man. Hard copies of Kane Sport when you were just getting started. Yeah. Can you imagine? Who, who's this? Swagger for Life, man, Louisiana. Hey, what's up, Swagger? Hey, man, don't knock Alligator until you try it, man. It's fantastic. Is it, is it, is it really good, man? I it's Like really I said, I can't, good. I can't look at those things and even think about eating it. <laughs> it, 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 it <laughs> It's it's really good. It's it it actually is a really good meat. So I'll stick to stone. I'm gonna stick. To, I'm sticking to stone crab swagger. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going in that. I thought direction. you were about to say you're sticking to stove top. I was about to get on you, Gary. No, what, no. I'm, stick, I'm, is, I'm sticking to stone crabs. <laughs> what what in the heck is Jake from St. Pete talking about, man? Oregon's a better place to to, to win championships than Miami. What is this guy smoking? Nobody like, no. watches their games. Miami, how, how are you going to win votes and win championships when nobody sees half your games? What 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 in the world would what in the world would would anybody want to do want to be doing in Eugene, Oregon, when he can be in South Florida with the recruiting base that's in Miami? I don't. I have, I have no. And, and, and his kids can play on the beach and go to the high school yeah, he went to and and be with their family and actually know their cousins and their aunts and uncles and. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, people, people, people forget that for the past, you know, I don't know how many years, the, the best kids from South Florida, we hadn't been getting them. They've been going to Alabama. They've been going to Georgia. We haven't been getting the top-level guys. But if we get a guy in, a, a good head coach that comes in and can actually recruit, guess what? Those guys start staying home again. Now we'll mm-hmm. see if Florida recruiting 
is all of a sudden better, you know, than than, than anybody else. So we, we don't have an apples to apples comparison right now because we aren't getting the top level kids. They're leaving. They're leaving the state. And you know, this whole argument about IMG, oh well they're not Florida kids. So what? They are now. IMG's in Tampa, right? Who cares where they came from? <laughs> I know. He was trying to poke holes, whatever. <laughs> all right. All right, Gary. Let, let's get into it. I'll try to be as quick as I can. Let's talk AD. University of Miami has three directions it could go. It could go the traditional dire- direction. It could go the innovative direction. It could go the, the uh, let's call it the players takeover direction. Okay. You got the traditional uh, direction. The AD is on the board. The uh, uh, Radovich guy. I'm sorry, I can't Radic- say his Rad- name. Radikovic. Yeah, Radikovich. Radikovich guy. The guy from Baylor, Mark Rourke. You got Rob Mullins from Oregon. The Lane Train guys want the guy from Tennessee. I don't know. You haven't mentioned his name yet, but he was supposedly at Ole Miss whenever uh, Lane got hired, and then went to Tennessee. And the the, the Lane crowd wants. Uh, once that wants us to go after that guy, but I have a question about going the, the traditional route. The same way you hire a head coach for away from a program and they kind of steal or cherry pick recruits, you know, one or two to come with you. Wouldn't you think going that direction, hiring one of those guys? And I'm not saying Dabo would come to Miami, but wouldn't wouldn't you think that they would already have somebody in mind that they would want to hire? versus you know, um, going against what the university would do? Don't maybe, you maybe not. There? I, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I think that would be part of the discussion in advance. Um, but, you know, the thing I like about some of those guys is they are experienced at working with top coaches. And an athletic director plays a very important role to a good football coach because they're going to have needs as you move forward and things are going to come up and, and they need an advocate in the athletic department. Uh, in the athletic director's chair. And um, some of those guys aren't the easiest guys to deal with either. Like, you, you think Nick Saban is so easy to deal with? Mario's not easy. You know, if Mario wants something, he wants the answer to be yes. You know, you don't have to fight for it. And, and uh, you know, those guys, these guys that are successful in this business are different. No. They have a different DNA, you know, and, and you yeah. got to be able to manage that as an athletic director and not let it become an ego battle. And, you know, think back, you know, Sam Jankovic was the best athletic director Miami's ever had, but mm-hmm. he got into ego battles with his coaches, you know? I mean, you know, he got into an ego battle with um, Howard. Um, you know, I don't know that he did with Jimmy, but, but, but uh, you know, sometimes those guys butt heads a little bit. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess that, was my, that, that was my point. I guess my, my question was, putting it another way, and somebody brought this up on the boards too. Do, do you do you, does the does the university administration make the decision on the head coach, or do you let the athletic director coming in make the decision on the head coach, or do you have some kind of congruent policy there? Because in you this don't case, want that conflict. In this case, if you it's know Mario, Bernie. if it's Mario in this case, it's going to have already been made by the administration. If it, if it's if it's anybody else, then I think the athletic director. Will be heavily and heavily will have a heavy influence, but in this case, I think that you have um, a likely targeted search. You know, I I think there's a very well defined top candidate for the University of Miami, and I don't think they they're waiting on this AD hire necessarily. 
Um, and I'm not totally unconvinced that they will that the University of Miami athletic program will not be if if it's Mario will not be so behind Mario Cristobal and what he is going to bring here in terms of a game plan and everything um, that he won't also have a say in who the athletic director is. Listen, you go you go get Mario right now. You're you're wagering the fran- you're wagering the franchise on him, okay? I mean, you just are. I mean, Miami hasn't been Miami for well, 20 it was years. The same way, it was the same way Blake, Blake hitched, his, hitched his wagon to Manny. You know, Yeah, you had no reason to do that. Um, in this uh-huh. case, with Miami football and the situation it's in with the brand diminishing, with Miami's place in college football diminishing, you're, you're, you're basically betting the house that this guy can come here and show you the way back. Because he knows what that roadmap looks like, he he has that blueprint. That is why he's worth the seven million bucks you might have to pay him, uh, because right. he brings a level of expertise to the University of Miami that the University of Miami, quite frankly, has never had before. Because even when there were guys like Butch here doing a great job at everything, the whole sport has changed. I mean, it's a this is a different game than it was when Butch Davis was running things here, when Jimmy Johnson. Which, was yeah. Exactly, exactly. Which, brings, now, man. Which, which brings me to my which brings me to my second point with the direction of the athletic department as far as you know traditional versus innovative. Let's go the innovative route. This is your this was your idea, so this is going to be the kiss Gary butt uh, kiss Gary's butt version of the campaign sport. How can't why can't you take a look at the at the athletic department? Okay, break it down into depart break it down into separate subgroups. All right. Bring in, fold in a branding and marketing division, a football division. In other words, turn it into kind of like a corporation. Mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm getting at is try, trying to basically revamp the entire structure of your athletic department to fit the modern day football, college football landscape, yep. taking advantage of the NILs, taking advantage of the marketing and branding opportunities in the city of Miami. Taking advantage of the 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 the, the firms and the, the people in the community that can really assist these kids in getting that NIL out there from an athletic standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, using the Adidas relationship, or you know if you decide to go back with Nike or whatever Under Armour, Jordan, et cetera, whatever you decided to use in that relationship, uh, bring and bring in a CEO type sports guy mm-hmm. and i don't know who that would be and i don't know how well, my, it would look the like. guy i threw out today is top candidate is exactly what you're saying and that's dan radakovich and then what i do is, and then what i do I is I, underneath yeah and underneath dan i bring in an alonzo to oversee football right i bring i dan, bring in a mm-hmm. i bring in a jim frivola to oversee the sales and the marketing um, right I, maybe i keep jen strawley to oversee the women's sports, you know, and if, yes, if I build I, it if, like if, a corporation mm-hmm. with senior uh, yeah, vice if, presidents if, underneath me. One hundred percent, Swagger. Bingo, bingo. You and I, I are on the same. If I, if we're on the same Fernandez page right now. I am drawing up a plan exactly to that. I am calling all of the business leaders, athletic, you know, people in Miami, whether it's the, uh, it, you know, it's the consultants with the high school kids, or you know, whatever, whatever it is. And I'm putting together a plan to basically utilize, you know, Miami innovated college football in the 80s and the early 90s. 
the way we recruited, the way we played. Why can't Miami set the standard again at the athletic department level by revamping our entire department to run it like a corporation? Bring no doubt about NIL, it. Did you read the article I wrote about a month ago, Swagger? Did you, I, no, I wrote about I this not. a month ago. I, you know, what you're describing, no. I think, is, is the direction that they would like to head in. You know, they, they, they are looking at this as a business, no doubt. And, and uh, go, back, go back and read the article um, on Kane Sport I wrote. If you search, if you search you know, my name and, and you search um, Miami Athletics and Business in Google, it'll come up for you. And uh, take a look at that. I wrote about that about a month ago. All right, man, let well, me let you run because I, I got a bunch of guys that want to get on here before we hey. uh, go to bed. Okay. Do you have anything else thing. real tell, quick? Yeah, tell, tell Matt to smile more. Why is he scowling on Good Morning Chain Sport? Tell him to smile. <laughs> He's cranky sometimes in the morning. <laughs> one, one more thing. One more thing. Everybody that can get out to or- get out to uh, to Hard Rock. If I said Orange Bowl, get out to the, uh, to Hard Rock Stadium this weekend. Pack the rock. We just got rid of the bum that's been killing our football program. Go show your support for these kids against Virginia Tech if you can. I'm in Louisiana. I can't do it. But if you can make it to the game Saturday night, get out there and share your head off for the Canes. Let's go. All right, Swagger. Thanks for being part of the show, man. Great vision, man. Great vision right there. Let me tell you something. That is exactly the ticket for Miami. Run it like a business. Uh, I'm telling you, this guy I threw out as as my number one candidate absolutely can execute on that. He's a graduate of the Miami Business School, and he gets it all, and he's experienced. And oh, I wish I just I hope they make this all happen at the U because uh, this in, in a span of the next three weeks could all come together and it'll be worthy of a parade right outside number one hurricane drive there. Let's go out to the two three nine. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing? Doing good, man. Who's this? Uh, this is Adam. I haven't called in this year. I usually call in about hey, once or twice a year. That's all right. Welcome. So. Hey, thanks. So first thing, I, I got to commend you as well um, on all the work you guys have done this year with uh, Good Morning Canesport, Canesport right now, um, the uh, the back and forth with you and Matt. You guys have done a great job. Lee Sterling, I mean, the programming content, I've been with you guys for almost 20 years, and it's pretty incredible. Great work. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Question, why is everyone obsessed with Miami people? I mean, we've we got to move beyond this, guys. Get the best people to come in, get paid salaries, do a job that we pay them to do, and succeed for us. If it's Alonzo, great. If it's not, great. If it's Mario, great. If it's not, great. I mean, Jimmy Johnson was from Oklahoma State. Who cares? People weren't saying, oh, my God, we can't hire Jimmy Johnson. We've got to get you know, uh, you know, a disciple from Lou Saban because you know, he has Miami ties. Get out of here. Get who's the best. I personally think that's Mario. But if it's not, get whoever it is. I mean, this obsession has gotten us where exactly? Nowhere. Radakovich, he's the guy for AD. You can't get him. Maybe you go to Jurich. Maybe you go the guy from uh, Washington State. What's his name? Um, Chung. Yeah, Chung. You get who's ever going to do is going to do the best job. Uh, head coach, same thing. Head of football operations, same thing. Ticket sales, same thing. 
uh, basketball. I mean, Jim Laranig was from George Mason. Yep. I mean, who cares? If he's the best, he's the best. If he's not, he's not. So, I mean, it's like, I get it. We're a rabid fan base. We're tired. We're hurt. We're like, we're limping across whatever finish line there is as a college football <laughs> fan base. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been bleeding for, for years. I get it. Um, you know, we're like a, we're like a, we're like a, a Corvette from the eighties that hasn't been maintained well, but you know, if someone brings it into the shop and does it right, it could be a show car that very next day. I get it. But enough with the Miami obsession about only our own people, plenty of good people out there. Um, I think my biggest concern and I want, anyways, that's just, that was just my rant. I'll get off my soapbox. My biggest concern about Mario, um, or really any coach for that matter, there are some really high-quality coaching vacancies out there right now. USC is a very high-quality coaching vacancy that I think people aren't giving in enough credit because they've been in the dumpster for years, but very well-capitalized, well-funded, incredible fan base on the West Coast. Um, that's a marquee job. I think Florida's going to come open. Marquee job. I think Harbaugh goes Florida. Florida is already open behind the scenes. Is that – I mean, it, it's got to be. It, it's it's absolutely got to be um, with what happened last week. And I actually went to the University of Florida for my graduate degrees. I was the guy wearing Miami stuff in law school and in business school every day. But um, that fan base, I mean, they're, they're going to get whoever they want more or less. USC, same thing. Michigan, same thing. Uh, Virginia Tech, don't sleep on that job. That, that's a damn good job too. Just good recruiting in Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if you can be uh, the, the premier school there, I mean, uh, that's that's a decent job. There's going to be more. You got Mario. You got Lane. You got one or two other good coaches out there. I, I just don't think there's a lot of great up and coming coaches, and a lot and or a lot of great existing coaches that are that you can go and get right now nope. for enough of these jobs. I think there's going to be more openings and there's going to be quality coaches. No doubt about it. More demand than supply, which means outsized salaries. It's like we're seeing nationally. There's a labor shortage. Yep. There's a labor shortage in college football, right? No doubt. So based on that, my concern is this. USC, LSU. Oh, yeah, I forgot LSU. How could I forget LSU, right? LSU and UF. Just those, just those three. Mm-hmm. They come to Mario and say, we're they, they already money. have. They have. We're going to pay you Saban money. Nine million, yeah, they already have. Million, they've already done. They've million. already. They've already all done that. He's their top so candidate at all earth, three of those schools. Of course he is, because the guy recruits better than anybody except for Nick Saban, and he's a CEO who knows how to hire absolute top flight position coaches who are also mm-hmm. recruiters, top flight coordinators who are also recruiters, and top flight analysts and support personnel to support recruiting first, X's and O's second, and overall program operations third. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I get it. He's the top choice. How do we, Miami, admittedly, personal connections, tugging at the heartstrings, et cetera, it's home. How do we say, hey, Mario, look, forget $10 million. Who cares about the extra $4 million? We'll pay you six. We'll, we'll, we'll pay you seven. We'll break the bank at lowly Miami. I'll go talk to the Demares. We'll get, get some more tomato money or whatever. Like, whatever it is. How do we do that? How do we, Miami, and I really am asking this question. This is not rhetorical. How do we say, hey, we can't pay you as much as these other marquee programs can pay you where you could be successful? 
come here instead? All right. Well, uh, the first thing I'll tell you is they are going to be able to pay him what the other top programs are within within maybe a million. You know, I mean, listen, somebody might offer him eight. Miami might offer him seven. It, with, with this guy, it's not about what his personal salary is. Uh, he's going to want to be paid market, which he should be. Um, but it's not going to be about that. It's going to be about the commitment. This is the guy that wants to win ch- national championships, period. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's more worried about his legacy than the last uh, decimal point in his bank account. It doesn't mean he's going to be taken advantage of, but his agent will make sure he's not. But the, you know, the, 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 the point is that's not the way this guy ticks. You know, I mean, and so you land them by when, the, when you ask the question, what do you need, and he tells you what he needs, you, you, say, say, okay. Oh, you say okay. You don't sit there nickel and dime. You don't play games. You say okay. Okay. And, and look, we, we're here talking about it on Kane Sport Live at 1030 at night. I got to believe that, 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 that Rudy and everyone else knows exactly what this guy's going, going to take. They're talking to his agent. They're doing all this stuff. I mean, they, that they can do publicly now. They've been doing privately for three weeks. So if this thing's going to happen, it's likely effectively already happening and or happened, right? Um, they're not going to wait for an AD, I think, to go and do this. They don't have time for that. Um, I think it's all going to happen together. I think it's all going to come together together. That's what I think. So, okay, last question. I know you got a bunch of other guys to get on. Um, Although, you know, again, thanks so much for the show. Uh, Keep doing it. You know, in in the spring when we only get a couple of shows, it's like the worst season in the world. Well, Um, you know, the the, the reason I don't do a lot of Kane Sport Live during the offseason is because if the show's not good, then you kind of, like, destroy it. You know, we we need to have stuff to talk about. We need we need we need the callers to be good. We need it to be topical. Um, it, it it loses momentum after the season's over. Uh, so that's why that's the only reason we don't do a lot of Kane Sport Live during the off season. Yeah, keep it salient. I got it, one hundred percent. So yeah, Manny, we haven't talked about him at all tonight. I came on twenty minutes late. So unless you talked about him in the first twenty minutes, no one's talking about Manny. And, and look, I'm with you. I've been with you the whole time. You can't fault Manny. He took a job any of us would have taken, hoping he was going to succeed. Hey, even if he doesn't, even if he didn't, he was going to pocket $4 million a year for three or four years or a whole buyout. I mean, that can set you up for life, $20 bucks. I mean, let's, let's not be stupid here So, as a fan base. But what does he do now? I mean, you, got, uh, you, you have the, 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 the lame duck bowl coming well, up. Well, if, if he wants to coach, he probably goes back to being a coordinator. No, but I mean, I mean, literally the next two to three weeks, right? This is all going to come together in three weeks. Oh, what does he do for the next the three weeks? He's got to play, out, play the out the string. I, I think Manny's still hoping to keep his job. You really, you really think that? I do. I don't think he's been told he's being let go yet. I, I you know, oh. I, I, I think, I think he's still hoping to keep his job. Um, but regardless, you're, you're I mean, he. You, I know. you crush Virginia Tech fifty to ten. You I know. crush Duke seventy to zero. You you go yeah. to some bowl game at seven and five in Shreveport and you actually beat a team thirty to 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 seven. He's still mm-hmm. not getting keeping his job. There's it, it's at this no, I don't point, think it's like he is either. But no return. I mean, what does he do? He's just got to you know he's being paid to coach the team. He's got to coach the team and finish the season. Yeah. 
it's uh, I, I, it's whatever it's worth. He's not a bad guy. I do think he really, really tried. He just, you know, he was he was put in a position to fail day one. I don't fault the guy. I feel for him in this one. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, he made know. a mistake. He made a mistake seeking the job. Blake made a mistake putting him in the job, and the result is not the least bit of a surprise. I mean, it, I was. It, I mean, I'm not a genius, and I said this is where, where this was. I I thought we would be here in four years. I didn't think we'd be here in three. So it's been worse than what I thought. So, and I think okay. I've been pretty strong yeah. in my opinion of where what it was going to be. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't looked, believe my eye. when it when this thing happened. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I just couldn't. I could not believe it. Yeah, it was uh, uh, two and a half hours. Uh, Mark Rick retires, and uh, Manny Diaz is coach. And you know, if you were, uh, I mean, were, I couldn't believe he holes, did it. I couldn't believe they allowed him to do it. Uh, I, I mean, oh my God, whatever. Think about it's it. Over. If you were out playing eighteen holes of golf in Doral, you left to go play golf with Mark Rick as your coach, not knowing he was going to retire. You came back and looked up <laughs> up, up your phone, and Manny Diaz was the new head coach. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you, by the time you're on about uh, teeing off at 13, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, like it, 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 it was unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. So, all right, all right. Well, look, at, I, all right, Adam. Thank you for being part of the show, man. You got it. Thanks, guys. We'll, we'll talk. To you, we'll talk to you next time. Let's go to the five four one. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. This is Eric. How you doing? Hey, who's this? This is Eric and Eugene. What's, What's up, Eric? What you got for us? Uh, it's just kind of funny how these fan bases are here in Eugene. And, you know, I say a majority of Duck fans are not happy with Mario <laughs> and the way the games have been going and how certain games have been close in there. Do, do, do they, uh, are you a Duck fan or are you a Hurricane fan? I'm a, I'm a King fan. Yeah, all right. Well, well here, here's what they better get a grip on. Number one, they don't really have a quarterback yet. Okay, that's for starters. Exactly. Okay, they they are running that offense with with like you know silly putty. Okay, it's amazing exactly. that they're getting wins. I mean, they have an offense without a downfield passing game. There's no downfield now, passing give, game unless they're playing somebody I terrible. Give, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because their running back Riddell got hurt. Well, that's the next they, thing I was going to get at. They, they, they lost their best running back. They've lost, what, two starting offensive linemen. They lost uh, a five-star recruit that was a linebacker. Um, I, I forget what else they've lost on defense, but they've been killed by injuries. They have no quarterback. Like They're just scrapping out games, and they got screwed out of by the refs at Stanford or else they'd be undefeated right now and they're number three in the country. Totally agree. And you're and you're telling me that the fans in Eugene are unhappy with Mario? Okay. I, that's fine. I'm because tell, Miami's I'm, getting ready to I'm, steal I'm, him. I'm telling you because you Well know, Miami's gonna put him out of their misery, Eric. <laughs> All they say like a couple couple of my clients they'd be like, Oh, he's just a recruiter. He he's not he's not getting the job done with the X's and O's but like like I tell him he's not a he's not a play caller. That's no, not his. Not he his goes out and hires the best coordinator he can find to do that. And I guarantee they would be undefeated, undefeated if the OC didn't have an emergency uh, procedure right before the game is about to start. So yeah, that's I, thing. I, exactly. exactly. Their OC, you know, almost freaking died in the locker room before the game. Exactly. And then the rest stole the and game then, from them. I mean, you know, it was um, yeah, the whole thing was unbelievable. But no, don't worry. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take them <laughs> off their hands. I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. 
Now, yeah. another thing I want to get at is a lot, of, a lot of people saying the Pac-12 is better than the ACC or a better prestigious conference. It's not. What the Pac-12 is just like the ACC. When They're USC similar. is down, the Pac, yeah, Pac-12, the Pac-12 is down. When UCLA yep. is down, the Pac-12 is down. You're not going to rely on Arizona, Arizona State, or Utah to carry yeah. the flag for you. Just like the ACC is once Florida State or Miami get back to their promises, is going to carry the ACC like the, like it, like it should be. When they brought the Miami to the ACC, they they uh they they wanted Miami to be that flagship school. That's why they brought uh, Miami from the Big East to the ACC. Uh, another thing, I had a couple questions. Uh, with the you, I hear you talk about the shoe deal, Adidas shoe deal, and money being left on the table. What, what's that all about? Um, I think you know the Adidas deal has kind of outdated itself. I, I think that I'm not sure when it expires, but I, I think they're gonna have to take a look at maybe possibly getting out of that. And I, I personally think it's gonna make more sense. For them to go look at um, Nike again, maybe the Jordan brand. All right, and uh, the Jordan brand the seems to me like a good fit, like a good fit for Miami. Honestly, I think you know some people say it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, but I do think apparel plays a big part in kids committing to certain schools and not certain schools. I just be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I know a lot of kids like really like Nike, and they go crazy over Jordan and stuff like that. So I, I hope we do make a switch like that to Jordan and be a Jordan brand school. And that will help with basketball as well. And my last thing, is there any true uh, – I hear a uh, Reddit rumor or something, anything about they're talking about Inter-Miami, uh, Inter-Miami about updating the stadium so they can move the Kings there after they deal with Hard Rock? I wouldn't be shocked if that's something they look at. I'd be careful right. if I were them. You know, somebody made the comment. I can't remember what show it was on or whatever, but somebody made the comment to me the other day um, about Doe Campbell Stadium at, at Florida State. And, you know, I'm walking through that place the other day, and I'm like, this place is an absolute freaking dump, okay? And I'm comparing it to Hard Rock Stadium with the skyboxes and the clubs underneath the, the seats and – uh, and everything, and I'm like, there is no comparison. And I understand that you got to bust the students from campus, and that's a bad deal. And it probably does cost you five thousand, uh, probably five thousand students a game in attendance because it's just such a hassle for them to go to the games, and they don't want to ride the bus 45 minutes from campus. And I get all that, but let me tell you something: they better be careful before they give up Hard Rock. Hard Rock's a world-class stadium. And uh, it's great for the fans, and I don't. I think the tailgating there is great, and I would be careful about uh, going to a stadium that is not anywhere near as good. And I'm sure if, that whatever the Moss family builds at Mel Reese over there by the airport will be very, very nice. I mean, they certainly could afford to do it, uh, but I can't imagine it's going to compare to Hard Rock. I mean. You know, Steve Ross just put five hundred million dollars in to renovate the place. I mean, you know, that's that's now a you know a billion dollar stadium, Hard Rock Stadium. I mean, I don't think the Moss family is going to spend a billion dollars on a stadium for Inter Miami and the Canes. So, uh, so I, I would, I think they need to be careful about that. But we'll see. We'll see what they come up with. 
Yeah, well, the Dolphins can pack the hard rock. I know the Canes, if they get the right coach. Because remember that first year oh. when Rick was there, he had that place rocking. I, I remember yeah, do you remember game, those those games, games those night home games against Virginia Tech and Notre Dame yes. in 2017? Yes. Like, well, I'm sorry, that, that was, was every rocking. bit – that was every bit of even what the Orange Bowl once was. I mean, those two nights, so those two games, when they were undefeated in 2017, if you bring the product back to South Florida and you're, you're playing big-time games in, in, in Hard Rock Stadium and you, you can pack that stadium and you can create the atmosphere. Yeah, I guarantee if they get Mario this year, they will have multiple games like that next year. Well, I appreciate yep. you, Gary. Can't wait to – Hear from you. Uh, good, Kane's. Uh, good morning. I really enjoyed the show. Thank Tell you, man. Matt Thank you, man. Too. Oh, Tell him to get the rest. You, you got it, man. Thank you so much for uh, watching everything. Let's go to the eight four five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, Gary. Finally. Hey, I what's up, Greg? On. How you doing tonight, I man? I can't believe I'm doing great. Um, first of all, if they want to keep, if if Manny wants to stay on, they can make him the head of cheerleading. Did you see him at the end of the third quarter the other day, jumping yeah, around? Did, he was excited. Did you imagine it's okay. You don't have to apologize for being excited. Oh, stop. Come on. This guy's a joke. By the way, his defense, why, I, I never heard you and Matt talk about, why didn't they let him score on the first play and keep we the We did talk about that. In fact, I, I asked Manny about that in the press conference Monday. Um, yeah, and he didn't even call timeout right away when he could have. So he, he's he's the worst. He really thought his de- his defense can't stop a nosebleed, and he thinks he's going to stop him from the one yard line. Give me a yeah. Play. They they they, they, they definitely should have considered letting them score. But you know, Rhett Lashley was asked the same question and also made a point like, when have you ever heard of a team that's winning a game by five? letting somebody score like you know and that that was a, that was a good point but but, but, but i agree greg they should have let him score i agree okay uh but we you were not talking about we don't need a, a very many players this year what happens in Two or three years when all these kids leave at once what kind of i agree i don't agree with that I don't agree with Matt I on that. Matt, he, 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 he and I disagree on that subject. I don't right. think you. I don't think you ever do anything other than try to maximize every single year. And if if okay. if, get, if getting a Mario Cristobal hire done allows you to squeeze two three extra blue chip players out of the recruiting class, that's a grand slam. Okay, my last point. I know you and all these people on the who called tonight. Mario's the second coming. Okay, let me ask you a question: the, Weren't Lane Kiffin and Mario on the same staff at Alabama? Yes. Okay. In reality, wasn't Lane Kiffin Mario's boss? Um, yeah. I mean, you could say that. And Mario, I don't care what you say, he was demoted at Alabama, okay? He went from line coach to tight ends coach, all right? So Lane Kiffin was an NFL coach, Gary. 
what was he, 33 years old when he was an NFL coach? Yeah, my only problem with Lane Kiffin, Greg, is that... Yeah, my only problem with Lane Lane Kiffin, Greg, Greg, hey, Greg, my only problem personally with Lane Kiffin is that he's had problems pretty much everywhere he's been in his career. He keeps getting jobs. He had because he's such a good because he's such a good offensive coach. He's a good coach. Could you imagine what he would do with the players we had? Yeah, he would be my he would be my second choice. I would take the chance. Oh, okay. I, I thought you, like, eliminated him. No, I wouldn't eliminate him. He would be my second choice. He's the only other guy other than Mario that I personally think really moves the needle. You don't think Dave Aranda would move no. the needle? Uh, no, Did no, no. Dave Aranda's been a head coach for a year and a half. He's been a head coach for a year and a half. When he, he, won two games, he, won, he won two games last year, Greg. Won two games. Two games year one. Okay. He's having a great year this year. Doing great this year. It's a one-year body of work. He stifled the coach of Oklahoma this week. Couldn't do anything against Bell. Yeah, no, he's he's doing great. He's doing great. It's a one-year body of work. He wouldn't be a bad choice. He's never never recruited, never recruited South Florida. Okay, all right. Doesn't doesn't have one relationship in South Florida. All right, Greg. Thanks, thanks for getting Lane in, man. Kiffin. Yeah, I, Lane Kiffin would be my number two choice. Okay, bye. Man. All right, all right, man. Great talking to you again, as always. Let's go to the eight six five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, it's James from Tennessee. How you doing, bud? What's up, James? How you doing this week? Um, doing good, bud. Listen, a couple things I wanted to touch on. Um, Talking about that last uh, 11 minutes in that game real quick, because I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I just, I just have to just ask this, not to dog him anymore and so forth, but how could anybody really want to even keep Manny at this point because of how that last 11 minutes was done coaching? I mean, Unfortunately for Manny, very... I don't know anybody that does, James. Yeah, I, I mean, Gary, this is a guy that has been on some type of staff as a grad assistant or, or beyond, and it's almost like he forgot how to coach. I mean, you're, the last seven, you allow a seven-minute drive. Thank goodness you only hold them to a field goal. Your offense, uh, once again, and, and, and I'm going to go somewhere with this, so give me a minute to explain because I know other people want to get on. But the thing is, is that here again, another fourth and one, fourth and two, and you don't have the push up front to get the job done, to get that yard. Your defense is dying back there. And then special teams doesn't have the gunners to go down to the goal line and down the ball inside the five, and they just watch it go into the damn end zone. I mean, that's the type of stuff right there that I truly believe, and maybe I'm alone on this, and I'm going to take the positive approach than the caller from a few back that basically wanted to just uh, throw throw Mario under the bus. Mario's going to be the savior to this program if this can get done. And I hope I with everything in my being that it will be done. And you want to know why it's going to get done? Because if Mario was in that position, first off, you would have a team that was not unfocused, not unprepared for what happened. I mean, that first quarter, they looked like they didn't even want to be there. And that starts with coaching. And I don't even think we get to that point. But if you insert Mario at the end there compared to what Manny was doing, I guarantee that Mario would have already had the offensive line that would have knocked the pieces of shit across from you uh, on 
Florida State's defensive line to pick up that damn one and a half yard. And that's what Mario's going to do. If we get him here, he's going to build it from the trenches on both sides of the ball that we dominate and not get knocked off the ball like has been a common theme for 16 years watching this program, honestly. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the best in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and that's what people need to understand. And he will recruit that nationally because that's where you need to get those guys. And then he'll get the skilled players. They will come to make highlights on both sides of the ball. Simple as that. And I'm going to tell you this, Gary, and I truly believe this in my heart of hearts. If for whatever reason, and I hate losing to those bastards. I hate losing to them. But here's the thing. I'm going to go back to 2009 very quickly. Miami won that game, and Miami fans were feeling really good about Ja'Cory and all that, all those guys and so forth. Florida State lost that game close there at the end, and they kind of spiraled a little bit, and that pretty much put the dagger in Bowden and pretty much gave it up to Jimbo. And Jimbo, for with the rest of his history, Jimbo dominated the Miami series for the next seven years. There were some we should have won there at the end when the wheels were falling off, but there was a time there where he was getting whoever he wanted. They won a national championship, almost won a second one by going back to the playoffs the following year, got a Heisman Trophy, and a lot of players that went and played on Sundays in the NFL. The the point I'm trying to make is this past uh, Saturday, as much as it sucked, it it could have been the dagger that was done uh, for Manny and so forth and gives us to Mario Cristobal, and we should almost thank Florida State a couple years down the line from here for that because I don't think that we're going to lose to them with Mario at the helm. We're going to dominate the state of Florida. If what you say is true, which I believe you because you've been right about everything, and I wish fans wouldn't fight you on it because you've talked about this for years and you know what you're talking about. If the Gator job is open and so forth like that, Virginia Tech's open, Florida State is still whatever under Norvell and so forth, you make the hire with with uh, Mario right now, I swear we will not be losing to these teams in recruiting or on the field when we play them because we do have the Gators in the next couple of years in the schedule. Or at least not often, James. It doesn't mean he's going to win every not game, often. but at least, but at least not often. Well, it'll be it'll be that we are in the game all the time, and we don't spot the other team seventeen nothing in games like this, yeah. or keep giving up fourth and seventeens. You know, I mean, I I, I watched that and I I had flashbacks to the North Carolina game from a couple of years ago. And the thing that just gets me the most about the defense and, and whoever, and I do have a question that I want to ask you, Gary, because I know you've answered this before, but, um, but, but I just want to know what it would take for this to happen uh, 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 financially. If you go to that to, 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 to Miami's defenses, not only do we allow the team to score the touchdown, we allow them to score the two-point conversion. We did it against North Carolina a couple of years ago, and then again with Florida State. So it's like, can you at least like stop them from getting the two-point conversion, and maybe you can have enough time to go down there and have the field goal instead of the tie to win the game? That would be an ideal situation. But but it's it just not happened. But to my question to you, Gary. Um, what? How much money? Let's say if, if he would go, if, if LSU or somebody like that offers Mario eight million, but Miami offers seven. What would it take for Mario? Do you think to bring in a top flight staff? How much would it have to take to make sure that the coaches, like we've talked about, one through eleven or whatever it needs to staff it correctly, uh, analysts, the whole nine yards, and I'm talking a coaching staff that can um, evaluate talent correctly, recruit it to come here, and develop it to its most potential, that they get the most out of it on Saturdays and set these boys up for uh, life in the pros and make millions on Sundays. I think they're looking at about a 7 to $10 million budget budget increase. That's like off the top of my head. 
for all the staff and everything like that, including yeah, Mario. Above, above what they're above what they're salary. spending now, a total of seven to ten uh, million, including what they would have to pay Mario. All right, James, let me let you run. Yeah, I got please. a couple guys. I'm going to try to squeeze in here. Um, give us a call next week. You bet. All right, guys. Let's see. It's uh, we got about eight minutes. I got four guys left on the board right now. You know who you are. Please try to keep your call to two minutes apiece. Let's go to the 404. You're on Kane Sport Live. Gary is Uki. Hey, what's up, Uki? Go ahead. You got two minutes, man. Go. Look, man. Mario's coming. Let's, let's, that's all I want to say, man. Stop second-guessing it. Stop asking about the money. The man Me? is coming, okay? Dude, I've been on Mario for, year, for years. What are you talking no, about? No, but I'm talking about all these clowns who second-guessing me. Look, oh, you're not talking is, to me. I got you. Go ahead. Sorry I interrupted you. The, and second, and to the guy who said if he, if he came here and had Mark Rick's success, guess what? I will welcome it because if Mark Rick was playing in this format when he was at UGA, he would be in the playoffs every single year. So, yes. We'll welcome Mark Rick, UGA type success with Mario, most definitely. Good night. All right, Duke. Thanks for calling in. Um, I don't think with Mario you're getting Mark Rick. I think you're getting what Kirby Smart has done, which is take the Saban blueprint to Georgia and has taken him Georgia to the next level. Um, let's go out to the uh, 202. Yeah, 202. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, what's up, Gary? This dude. Hey, what's uh, up, man? A couple of things. Uh, he, he's going to lose one of those games to Utah. If he doesn't lose one of those games to Utah, then he's probably not going to come. But what's going to happen is he's going to go to the playoffs and he's going to get punished because they're not ready. They're, no, they're not ready. For, for out they're not ready for that. They're, they're not ready for there. Bama. They're, they're not ready for Georgia. Right. They're in a similar situation that we're in where it's not really anyone in their conference. If you take Clemson away – it's the Pac-12, what we have, right? The, the normal Clemson, rather. Um, so that's my thing. Um, but I will say this, all, they, they, were, they, weren't, they weren't ready for Ohio State either, and they beat them in Columbus. No, no, no. But they were healthy. They were healthier than they are now. They were healthy. Well, actually, no, I take that back. You know what? No, wait a minute. They weren't healthy. They were without, I think, yeah, four defensive Thibodeau starters in that game. Flow. Yeah, but, but, but no. But they had their offensive line, and they had their running back, and they controlled the game using that. Yes, and they got, and, and, and they got also, two offensive Gary, linemen down, and the running back got hurt. I agree. Go ahead. Right. Also, Gary, you have to consider they caught Ohio State at the right time with new pieces. Mm-hmm. So that you have to consider that. Also, secondly, he's not leaving and going to LSU. Or, well, why would he leave and go to LSU? It doesn't make any sense. The only place he would leave for is the University of Miami. That's the only place he would leave for. He wouldn't go to LSU to get – Unless Miami screws it up some way, then I think he, he might go to Florida. But hopefully Miami's not going to screw it up. No, he, 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 Mario is a Miami hurricane at heart. No, he I understand that. He, but he I'm just saying, if Miami doesn't get this done now, then I could see him potentially go on to Florida. But that's it. All right. Because I only got a couple. Because he's number one on Florida's list too. By the way, he is number one right now on Florida's he, list. He, 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 he. Trust me, he's not. It's, it's not going to happen. I agree. It's I'm not. Gonna I'm happen. not saying he's going to go yeah. there. I said only if Miami yeah. screws it up. Go ahead. Now, and 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 Miami won't screw that up. They, they, they I don't think not. they, they will either. Like I said earlier, so you ask him what he needs, and yeah. you say yes. 
So my thing is this, right? This is what make, this is what makes Miami a unique job, which in turn to me makes it a good job. It's nothing in your way. If you do what you're supposed to do, it's nothing in your way. The same thing, the same situation he has up in Oregon, he can have in Miami from a competition standpoint. My minus Clemson, right? But it's nothing in your way. Whereas if you go to Texas, you go to LSU, you're gonna have to deal with Texas A&M, Alabama. And Auburn, all of those guys, Georgia on the recruiting trail and on the field. Why would you? Why would you go to the hardest division in college football and you're trying to win your first title, not your fourth title, but your first title? Doesn't make any sense. If, if anything, if, if if him and Lane are looking at everything for the money and for the amount of recruits you can bring in, sure, you can go to LSU and get those guys. But you're never going to win anything as long as Georgia and Alabama are in that conference. You're not going to beat those guys because you're not going to out-recruit them, right? And when you, when you get on the field, so many things have to happen that you that, – like Texas A&M, they played a hell of a game and only beat Alabama by three, right? Then, then they beat Alabama and can't beat anybody else. So that's what you're going to go up against. I just think that from, a, from where Miami sits on the map and for what they have to go against, if the, uni, if the university and the administration gets this thing together, the sky's the limit because you don't have anything in front of you. Nobody's scared of FSU. And if Clemson doesn't get back to the playoffs next year, what's going to happen is nobody's going to be scared of them. And you know, like I know, Gary, I'll leave you with this. You know, like I know, when the players on the field are no longer scared of who they're playing against, like how they used to be scared of us, what happens? Things go downhill really no fast. Doubt. But that's, that's my All right, opinion. man. Thanks for, thanks for the call. Give us a call next week. Yes, Let's go to the uh, 904. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's up, my man? Hey, this is Lorenzo, man. I'm actually calling from Seattle, man. I'm in the military, so I'm stationed out here somewhere, you know. But uh, no, sir, hey, thank, thank you for your call, service, man. I appreciate it, my man. Hey, so the reason I'm going to call, man, I didn't want to talk about hospitals. I know this has been kind of beating a dead horse here a little bit, right? But, Gary, Miami is different, right? You're the mm-hmm. Miami guy to bring the U back, right? So mm-hmm. I know we talk about all these different, you know what I'm saying, guys coming in, different ADs. But if the U and if football made the U, you got to bring somebody who know what it's going to take, right? Highsmith know if we don't get no wins, fans are not coming. Highsmith know that. Highsmith know that I got to get another alpha dog that's going to be just like me, just hungry as me, who know what it takes. He helped build Miami, made the U what it is. Those are the type of guys we need. In the program, now, I'm not saying it has to be all guys who from there. I think it's near sight, like one of the callers said. But what I'm saying is we need somebody who know Miami. We need somebody who know it from the administrative side. So I get it. He don't have that much experience. But for the other sports, why can't he get assistance to help him with the other sports? But if we serious about bringing the U back, so and I think that's the the route we should go. Make, make him the AD and he get assistance for the other sports. But football is what made Miami. Bring revenue to Miami. So bring think, that back. I think that he's applying. Then, I, think he, I think he's applying and, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay. Okay, that's good, then, man. And yep. I, I, like the, I like the way the program is going. I'm not, I know you got a couple more callers you know, to get in. But thank you. That's going to bring that up. And I'm glad the way, the way it's going, that though. I'm glad, you know what I'm saying, got rid of the coach. Well, in the process of I don't see him surviving this, though. All right, bro. Thank you. All right, man. Hey, thanks for being part of the show, and thanks again for your service, man. We all appreciate it. All right, let's go to the last call of the night, 321. You're on Kane Sport Live. 
Hey, Gary, it's Tony from Melbourne. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Tony? Take us home, man. What you got? All right, thanks for uh, letting me get in. Listen, man, um, you know, I've been listening to the show the whole night. All I keep hearing is, like, Mario, 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 um, <laughs> you know, Mario Cristobal and, you know, Highsmith. Listen, this is what I want to say. We fired Blake James, man. Celebrate. Have a drink. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your week. Be happy. We got two more shows to talk about all the rest of that other stuff. We got, you know what I mean? Listen, be happy, man. We got rid of Blake James. Everybody, I, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not personally I'm happy. happy. I, I feel, you know, I feel terrible <laughs> about it. You know, he's not a bad dude, but he did it to himself. He and I'll say himself. this. I'll say this to Blake James. Listen, you know, I, I, I don't know all that extra stuff. I'm not a University of Miami graduate, but you sucked at your job when it came to football and taking care of the football program. Your last hire sucked and you got held accountable for it, and you are fired. That is the end of the story. You, the, all of our sports went to crap. I won't say another word that I should have said. It went yeah, to you're crap. Not wrong. And what we need is to be revamped. And I want to ask you a question, Gary. Um, the meeting that happened with the alumni, um, did that have anything to do with what happened with Blake James? Because that happened I don't the same think so. day. I don't, think, I don't think so. You don't think so? Wait, which right, one, so yeah, tell me two, what you're talking You're talking about Benny Blaze's meeting? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't think no, that right. had anything to do with it. anything. Okay. Huh? Okay. Yeah, I, all I know is I seen that meeting was going to happen. I seen that a meeting was going to happen with um, alumni or board. I'm not oh, that's, sure exactly no, that's uh, that's in a couple of days. That that's a whole different deal. Oh, that you're talking about. Okay. and and okay. and it's kind of okay. like it's it's kind of like outdated, but it's it, it, you know now that Blake James is gone, but um, that is mostly designed to promote an app. Uh, believe it or not, that some of the oh, okay. some of, that some of the guys are involved in, and what they're doing is they're doing a roundtable. They're going to film it, and people are going to be able to watch the roundtable on the app. So it's it's it's, it's a marketing oh, okay. uh, situation. But we'll be there. We'll be there well, to cover it. Uh, we'll cover it. Thanks and, to the uh, president. You'll, thanks and to the president get... for doing pulling the trigger. Yep. <laughs> Rudy. Thank you. I Rudy don't really Fernandez. Got to my time so Rudy Fernandez in the president's office is the new hero of the university. Rudy Fernandez. Yep. Thank you very much, sir. If you listen to the somebody show, thank needs you to so make, much. Somebody needs to make Rudy T-shirts. <laughs> Take your time and bring us back to greatness. Take your time. Do it. Do your due diligence. If it has to be Highsmith, I'll be absolutely happy. I think, you know, somebody wanted to pay his salary. So I'm pretty sure that's something that might be in the works. Even if he doesn't become our AD, bring him into the program as someone in charge of fo- – not in charge of football, but head of football. Like, as a, like we were, you were talking about him – bringing other people in as his assets, why don't somebody yep. bring him in as an asset? I would say yep. bring Mar- talk to Mario Cristobal, give him a checkbook, and ask him, what do you want? And give him what he wants and get out of the way. Yeah. That's how I Get out of the way. Let him do it. Yep, and, I agree. And if not, bring in Lane. I'll be all right with Lane. I'll be all right with anybody that's not Manny Diaz right now, to be honest with you. But that's just right now since we just got rid of Blake James. But give me – a couple weeks, I'm pretty sure. I hope we get Mario, but if we don't get Mario, people on the show, please don't go to doom and gloom. We will figure this out. <laughs> but All right, my man. Go Thank get you for man. getting in. Yep. Thank you. We'll Have talk a good to you night, next Gary. time. Yep, give us a call next week. Thank Take you. care. All right, great show, guys. I want to thank everybody that called in tonight. Uh, it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll be all over it on canesport.com. I uh, hope everybody's uh, with us there. and. Uh, Good morning, Kane Sport. Every morning, we've got the Lamar Thomas show tomorrow night. The Bermuda Triangle is going to have a strong presence. Hope you guys can join us tomorrow night. Uh, so for now, I'm going to say uh, see you next time, everybody. Thanks for joining us this evening. <laughs>